and welcome to Gringotts. I'm gonna start that one again. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's I'm sticking by it. I'm sticking by it. We've had three months to think of a way to start the new podcast season. <laughs> And uh, I'm sure you saw that Twitter poll on the List Wars Twitter about what do you want more from List Wars in 2021, and it was Gringotts all over the place, clear front runner. Uh, so, welcome to Gringotts. This is a podcast about ranking things, and I'm Michael. With me today is Hey Will. What's up? Hey Bud, that was such a good intro. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. You know who else I'm proud of? Our proud boy in the, in the bottom screen there. Whoa. It's AJ Yoria. Whoa. Resident <laughs> proud nope. boy. Hey, try again. Don't. Hey. Uh, no. That's. I just want to let everybody know that's not my label. That's not my uh, lifestyle. No, it is, dude. I'm a uh, humble boy. Hey. I'm the humble boys. Humble boys. Hey, where all my at? humble boys. Hey, where are my style boys at? Doink to doink. Am I right? Uh, AJ. While you're here, do you want to go over the 2020 financials? Yeah, totally. Uh, so we grossed uh, seven <laughs> figures last semester, and we're going to use 90% of that <laughs> revenue to donate back to the Mask a Dog Foundation uh, because, <laughs> as everybody knows, dogs virtually – I mean, have you seen a dog wearing a mask? It's because they don't know. There's a lack of education. There's a lack of grassroots organization. So we're going to mask a bunch of dogs, mask up America, hashtag Venmo at dogmask.org. Um, <laughs> we're excited. The hashtag with an at in it. Uh, we're going to change some lives. We're going to change, okay. change the world. Yeah. So we're sticking with this, right? We're live? Yeah, we're live. Okay. We're, we're live. <laughs> okay. Going back. We're, go we're going. All right. So 2020, wild year. Uh, sorry for the brief hiatus, um, but thank you for... Coming back to us, we've we've gone 4K in the off season. Uh, I think we're actually probably almost to like 5,000 total listens, not listeners. We're not there. Um, <laughs> I got I got so excited when I checked the email address today because there was like 30 new emails, yes. and quickly I remembered that I used this account to get an extra Levi's like <laughs> promo code <laughs> for for like 15% off. So I have. Uh, it was all but one of them were emails from levis.com. Um, can so, you read the yeah, one? Got... Can we jump into that mailbag? And can you read the well, one? Yeah, okay, so yeah, so there were a couple from, uh, like, you know, surprising amount of Will love. Um, for yes. Will is right about Field of Dreams from Ty Nuck. And Jason Wilkie giving yeah. you license to get, if you're going to get thrown out of a bar, it should be for uh, making fun of a Steelers fan, which I still, oh, you yeah. know... I, can't really get behind your behavior. And Will, your sweet sister who uh, broke my heart with her comment on my uh, Little yeah. Women video. She she just sent me a poem about Little Women. Um, but it's 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 Did pretty she intimate. It? It's for it's for my no. That would have been awesome. It's just uh, it's it's a poem called My Brothers. My brothers have never. My brothers have not read Little Women. It's quick. If you want to Google it, I won't read it here. But it's cute, and she thought of me, and I I like it, and I like her. Yeah, she was uh, raving about yeah. it. And, I'll, and Mike's not going to talk about it himself, but, and I'm sure everyone or most people that listen to this know Mike. So uh, you probably already watched it, but Mike's love letter video blog, or I guess what, video <laughs> diary, is that what we're calling it? No, video blog. You nailed it. Video blog. Shut up. Um, of Little, like little Women was one of my favorite things I've watched this year. 
Like uh-huh. I, I've watched it two and a half times. Two, one and a half was by myself, and then my my mom, my dad, and myself watched it on Christmas Day. Wait, what? Yeah, that, <laughs> that makes me so happy. That's Dude. hilarious. And obviously, uh, my I sister br- watched. My sister watched it. Insta- and I will say for the listeners too, it's not like Mike and my sister. Like, I mean, we grew all grew up together, but it's not like you've seen my sister in five years. Yeah, and there no. is that romance there that's always going to be there. I mean, there's that lingering, always. you know. There's feeling, yeah, there's the feelings that'll never disappear there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's funny. Has, has, your, has Rod seen Little Women? Yeah. No, oh, okay. he has not. But he loves it. But, so oh. if you're listening to this right now and you haven't watched Michael's video love letter to Little Women, you should go watch yeah. it. Turn off this podcast. It's trash in comparison. Thanks, guys. I was being a stinker. True. The, the, the term I think you're searching for is it's it's something resembling a video essay. Which, video but like, essay. You know. It's it's long and weird. It's called Little Women Love Letter, and I'm sure if you search that, there's other things. But if you put my name in, you could probably find it. And well, so I yeah, think that, you're the, the first cre- one that popped up, I think. Oh, nice. Well, Google knows about you and knows that we're friends. So if you're not doing that incognito, <laughs> it's all rigged. Um, no, seriously, like that's how it works. And uh, that was a lot of the creative bandwidth was diverted. So we've we've been gone for a bit, but we've got a few episodes lined up even after this. So Hopefully we'll we'll get the ball rolling here. Twenty twenty one hopefully is better. Um, what talking was about it? movies, Buzz be down to business. <laughs> down to business. Still, still laughing <laughs> about that. The McElroy we, brothers. We had, we had a, <laughs> go ahead. What? What were you gonna say, Will? I was gonna say, are, do we not have any letters? Do we not have oh, any emails? I guess. I just, I'm sorry. Maybe this is like 9:30, Michael, where I'm like, oh, we got to get going here. I want to talk about movies. I just, I kind of gave you the, the brief of them. Like, I didn't, I, I just described the emails from Ty and Kate and Jason, and I've got tons of texts and things saying when's it coming back, which I feel loved by and slightly pressured by. Oh, number one in the world, greatest thing, happiest I've been. Uh, Cooper Dennis sends me a picture, says, hey, we found out our little baby Jackson. I'll send you a video of this adorable redhead baby um we found out he likes taylor swift because i we were listening to the episode on alexa and he kept dancing anytime taylor swift songs would play so they sent me a video of him dancing to taylor swift and it made me really happy i don't want anything to do with that baby okay great aj (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, you guys remember the office uh i totally yeah where will ferrell's like could be in a book titled babies i don't care about yes <laughs> sorry sorry hey what, but that. seriously whatever baby you're talking about i'm sure it's just gorgeous oh yeah he's <laughs> super gorgeous cooper dennis your baby is gorgeous uh all right so we've gone over the financials um we're talking about movies 2019 was like actually my favorite year of movies um two of so my top five good. favorite movies in endgame and little women who like we mentioned I, i'm i'm really into uh will yeah the really since we've been talking about movies and the weekly planet and now watching video essays on youtube and listening to other podcasts of dumb people talking about movies has made me like give them a chance where i kind of had written them off and so i feel like in the past Two years I watched more movies than the previous decade and it's just a bummer that 2020 is like one of the worst years for movies but mm. there are still plenty that I really enjoyed what about you guys so I'm I was talking to my wife today and I got really heated 
because, oh, yeah. dude, you've never done that before. <laughs> um, Does that mean? Sorry, I, I don't want to start off well, with the snark. No, no, that that's, wasn't that's like, like low hanging fruit. <laughs> that wasn't mean. That just like really hey, cast shut a shadow up, on my marriage. Saying, shut like, up, Mike. <laughs> are we in abusive relationships? Well, I just hate for you to be that like personality, and for me to like pinch pigeonhole you into there on this podcast. Oh, no, like, you're fine. Well, it's because you're never on the receiving end, Michael. Will beats me up all day. I do. Be, <laughs> I do. So I do. When we were texting about this episode after AJ, you know, delayed it a few times, uh, AJ says, "I think most of mine are documentaries," uh, and Will says, "I can already feel myself getting angry at you." And we'll we'll circle back to that because I Will. have thoughts on that. But yeah. sorry, Will. So I was thinking about. I was talking to Anne, and I was thinking about this this year of movies. And I'm I'm reading all these blogs and all these articles on like best movies of the year. I'm seeing all these Instagram accounts like hit up the here are the top award winning movies. The the layman, which is me, the the normal human citizen can does not have access to half of the goddamn movies Dude, that are the best okay. movies of the year. That's what I was talking about. That's okay. what I was talking about. So, hey, I've, I've been trying to get in the loop uh, because I did have, I've got like 720p copies of Minari and Nomadland and some of these others. Yeah, but, Nomadland. How am I supposed to watch that? Came out in but, 2020. Uh, looks really good. I want to yeah, see so, it. I, I, yeah, so there are there were multiple times where we could have, and I'm going to start like texting you guys. I think it would be so fun to do, and I would have gladly paid money. There are these virtual film festivals that happened this year. Maybe I that's just like them. a 2020 <sighs> thing. And like, yeah, and so now I think I'm, I'm on the like A24 subreddit Discord and a couple other spots where hopefully I'll get some advance notice, and I will let you guys know. But I would love to watch uh, Minari, Nomadland, and the other one that stood out to me was um, Anthony Ho- the father, Anthony Hopkins, yeah. got with dementia. Like I've heard, that's Ooh. great. Uh, that looked, really, looked kind of creepy. Good. Hey, yeah, Hopkins, I, man, he's he's a true artist. Yeah, so that is a bummer that we haven't got to see some of these. But I feel like it was that way last year. Where that's an odd thing. I I don't get how. Like I look on Letterboxd for some of these films, and then like it, some it says came out technically in 2019, but it was like at one film festival in Switzerland. Yeah. And that well, it's because the movies anything. play at these film festivals, and then they get bought by big production companies and then re-released. Gotcha. That that makes sense. So that's how um, I feel about 2020 movies. I, th- there's still a lot of really great movies that I saw. Yeah, so I've got a good absolutely. list. Yeah, a lot of great documentaries. A, overall, I'm frustrated. Because yeah. every, and you guys know this, I go, I, on average, I go to see 25-ish movies at the movie theater a year. Like, I'm, I go to the movies a lot. And so, yeah. this was, like, quarantine sucks, COVID sucks, whatever. But, like, that's been the most frustrating thing. It's like, something I love to do, a hobby that I have, has just been, like, wiped off. Um, yeah, I I really miss it. I started going like it was like most Saturday mornings. I would go climb or go see a mo- climb and then see a movie, and it was great. And yeah, I what was the last movie you guys saw in theaters? Sonic. Oh, nice! I actually I still haven't watched that. I have it, but I I would like to see it. I hear better it's, things than I. Dude, it's not on my list. It's it's seven on my list. It's wait so good. Really? It's wow, so, I okay. freaking love it. It's uh, high up. It's, I've got my watch list right here. That's high up. I'll, so I'll, 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 oh, it's actually at the top right now. So I it's will so leave it there. I didn't get to it. Uh, right is American Pickle. Never got to that one either. It's all right. Uh, Go on, Nate. What, what are your thoughts? I think my last movie was... Was it Richard Jewell? 
Is that what I? Why is that, that funny? It? You guys have some Richard Jewell joke. I, yeah, I we but, have an inside Richard Jewell joke. But I don't know where the Richard Jewell joke comes from. Okay. I think what are you that, talking about AJ? When did I, I? Okay. I asked. Okay, a few weekends ago, AJ and I were together, and I had a movie tri- or I had a trivia game that I played with him, and I was asked, it the blockbuster what, one. No, uh, okay. it was one that I made up, and I asked the question. What is the top grossing? I'll ask you, Mike. What is the top grossing film having to do about the Olympics? <laughs> oh gosh, I don't. I can't think of any films that have to do with the. Oh, is uh, is Miracle? Miracles number two. Number okay. one is Blades of Glory. AJ's answer. Oh, that's so Richard awesome. Jewell. <laughs> AJ confidently <laughs> answers Richard Jewell. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so here we uh, go. Here we go. I love Blades of Glory, and Eurovision is not far from my list, but I love Blades of Glory. So I found out it's not Richard Jewell. The last movie I saw in theaters, which comes with a question pertinent to this uh, podcast, is I saw 1917 in theaters. We talked and, about it last year. And was it? Yeah, and it's a 2019 it's movie, but it came out 25th. But it probably uh, came out earlier than that. Yeah, I guess. Oh, did I? I probably saw it after Christmas in the theater. Now that I think. No, about it, it did not come out but, the twenty. There's no way it came out the twenty fifth. Yeah, dude. Release date: Christmas Day. Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, that's either way. That's twenty nineteen by the letter and by the vibe because yeah. we already talked about it. So I go by awards season. I dude. hate the awards, but sure. Okay. So I, I say this. We call that. IMDb says that 1917 was released the 10th of January 2020. That's not true. Uh, I know, but well, why does it say that? Because they're know. liars. So, <laughs> how about at the end we can talk about 1917, and you can sing your rendition of uh, "My Wayfaring Stranger" uh, to close out the pod. Does that work? Oh, you yeah. know that song? Of course, by heart. <laughs> at least the one that. But you know what I'm talking about, though—the one he sings in the woods. Of course. Cool. No, not at all. Oh, like they get like the one breath of air in that movie when they get to the woods and all the soldiers are listening to that one dude sing. Oh, that that's song. sick. I love that. That's badass. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can I can sing that. I can sing that right away. Right now. All right. <laughs> great, great. Oh, um cool. So should we just go? Anything else to yeah, talk about? No, I think we're good. Oh, uh Icebreaker shows you watched will did the weekly planet boys get you on ted lasso and did you love it as much as me they got me on ted lasso i was talking to aj about ted lasso ted lasso is so good oh wow i guess i need to watch watch this yeah dude ted lasso is so good yeah there are some really good shows this year um I, i feel like i watched a lot more like tv shows than i had in the past i just watched um lupin which is a french show uh on netflix super good um, what else did I watch? Something uh, I recommended. I watched a show called Normal People. Super sexy. A lot of nudity. Um, Super sexy. But, but also very, very good. You're thinking of naked people, Will. Mm, I am. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got them up on my monitor. Um, one other thing before we dive in. <laughs> sorry, everyone listening to this. We're just literally having a conversation. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm Googling naked <gasps> people. Okay, cool. Na- what? Um, <laughs> What the? F- so one thing that was interesting, once again, going back to the Weekly Planet, another podcast <laughs> that you should probably be listening to rather than us, is 
uh, they talked about this idea of that we're not in movie theaters anymore. So a good barometer of how good the movie is is how often do you look at your phone during the movie at your house? Oh. Because that's opened up this whole new thing where like I'm watching one of like supposedly the best movies of the year. But I've got my phone right next to me. Yeah. I'm sitting on the couch. So I'm just going to look at it. I catch myself on Instagram and having to rewind movies. I'm like, what am I doing? Yep. I know plenty of jackholes who do that in the theater, too. Yeah, AJ. Um, no. Hey, hey, hey. You guys are not a movie. <laughs> Great. Um, but what I was going to say, <laughs> what I was going to say is there's movies that I that I put on because I want to use my phone during it. Okay, sorry, That's sorry. Fair. You're not a jackal yeah. if you do that. I think you are kind of a jackal if you do that in the theater because it potentially yeah. distracts other people. Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm, you, I am not a cell phone user in the movie theater guy. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, yeah. AJ, you're obsessed with your cell phone, and we all know it. Put no, it down. It's in your I hand. I never right do now. that. This is this is Will's campaign. Oh, is this, this, this is an intervention? This is an intervention? This is, hey, AJ, back to your documentaries. This is uh, this is the slandering. This I, You're Renee from Boy State right now, if you saw that one. No. Oh, okay. Well, that I think was my favorite <laughs> documentary this year. Well, um, speaking of which, I was gonna say. Oh well, back to one more TV show. Attack on Titan. The new season is incredible. It has it's made me so appreciate good. the writing. Well, you're watching did it you today, wa- dude. Did you did you watch the last episode on Monday yeah, last week's? Yes. Yeah. The one. Amazing. Yeah, the one from this week. Oh, I guess yes. that is this week. Well, no, it comes out on Sunday, which is also this week. Yeah. So I'm losing. You guys but- are talking about Teen Titans. No, Attack on Titan. Like Ty Titan. Cook, this is your next anime recommendation, Ty Cook. I know you watched the last few, uh, but I never thought I, that the standout thing that impresses me would be the storytelling and writing, but they're tying it together so well. Oh, like they're in, crushing in it. A, it's lost in Game of Thrones level hype, but they're like actually connecting the mysteries and the dots. Uh, there are, are I still have had some of the same quips from the start of the show, but yeah. I, I love it overall. It's so um, gory. It's the goriest. I had no idea you are watching. Dude, yeah. It's so good. Love it. I'm so hyped. We'll have to talk about that later. Maybe we can do yes, something please. with that. Um, And I was going to ask before we started this, do we give a big rat's booty about documentaries and musicals because I chose to leave them off my list? But it seems like, AJ, you, you have documentaries on your list? You're excited about those? Guys, a documentary is a movie. We're it's not saying movie. it isn't. We're not saying it isn't. What? Yeah, well, for all the people that are, for everybody that's looking at me right now <laughs> thinking that I'm small, I'm big. And are. so are documentaries. Okay, okay, that's fair. I just, so for me, the only difference it actually makes for my top five is uh, I'm not, is uh, Hamilton is the only one. But what are we going to say about Hamilton, right? Like, Yeah, yeah what, we are not qualified to talk about Hamilton. But it is also incredible. Hamilton sucks. Watch it. Oh, shut it's up. incredible. I have it at number two on my like 2020 ranking, but I'm just gonna leave it off because I we it's it's I didn't know if we were doing not, musicals. Yeah, All right, worth talking I, about. enough preamble. Do we just want to go? AJ, did I yeah. cut off something else you wanted to say? No, 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 <laughs> as no, he, no. As he slams down his phone. <laughs> Wait, my. You know what? You know what? You take a take a walk in my shoes. Take a walk. <laughs> Take a walk in uh, my shoes for once. Uh, self-employed AJ, always doing business. Uh, selfish, selfish uh, ploy, ploy man, selfish ploy. Will that's your nickname? <laughs> Nailed it. You remember? You remember the song by Eminem, "Beautiful," off the album "Relapse," where he tells the guy to walk 
a uh, thousand miles in his shoes and then he says what size you wear i wear tens <laughs> and then the beat comes in <laughs> you remember that, that sounds that no. sounds sick dude it is Great. so dope yeah uh all right now we're finally here to our top five favorite films of oh film favorite movies we are we are we haven't earned that classification no, not. favorite movies of the year will do you want to start us off i think i put you first yeah i'll go first um Number five was so hard for me because there was a few that I really wanted to. Once again, this movie or this year wasn't great for movies. So my five so, spot. So that second pack is like so much closer, right? Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. Like the second tier movies, there's so many of them. Um, yeah. So like this is like the top of the second tier. It would This movie would not have made my list any other year, I don't think. Um, but my number five movie is a movie that was that just came out on Amazon Prime probably two months ago. It was called Sylvie's Love. Oh, that's not what I thought you were gonna mm. say. I'll no, I'll get I've got I will say that I've got a lot of Amazon movies on here. Amazon Amazon's good. bangers this year. They did, they did. Dude, they did, dude. Bezos, so, man, he's out there getting it. I never even heard he's of Sylvie's it. Love. What's it about? So Sylvie's Love, it's with Tessa Thompson as the main character. Uh, Sylvie's Love is set in like the late 50s, early 60s, and it's about a couple um, who kind of fall in love in this whirlwind summer. Uh, he's a musician, and he's in a jazz quartet. She works at a record store, but really wants to like be in TV, and she wants to be a producer. But obviously, she's like a black woman in America, so that's not a thing. So yeah. it is about them connecting and being in love, but at the same time, uh, pushing each other to like live their dreams out separately. And so I really liked it. It's really great acting. Tessa Thompson's incredible. Oh, it's a period piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, the one thing I really do like about it is that it's not the characters are making decisions that seem to be selfless they're like I really want this person to live their life and achieve their dream but from the outside you're like no just be together it doesn't make sense why do you guys think that you're getting in each other's way um, kind of like La La Land Kind of, yeah. It was kind of like La La Land in that way. Uh, I just thought it was like a really great movie about love um, and chasing dreams and then giving people space and watching it work out and then not work out. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really good. I'm going to watch Highly that. recommend. Yeah. Part of me wishes like that I would have reached out to you guys because I – yeah, me too. I pulled thought up a that. list of like of like all the watch list like uh you know the stuff like mm-hmm. this on streaming services I have and I was like, "Oh, and and I almost watched this one, but I, I watched some others." And the last time you recommended a uh, movie with about a musician and somebody else to me, what uh Hearts Hearts Bump Loudly, hearts I believe loud. it's called. I know I, <laughs> there's a whole bit where I couldn't Yeah. Wait, is that the uh, I remember. Is that the uh uh, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman movie? Yes, and mm-hmm. that was fantastic. I loved it. And I think the songs are genuinely good. Or there's, you know, there's like yeah. the soundtrack has like eight, but the three from the movie are are really good. And I enjoyed that one a lot. Also, uh speaking back, I'm thinking about the other things we argued on that episode. A lot a lot of people have come forward uh about the the slapping and touching of legs uh <laughs> that, that I have been 
painted in allegedly doing um so i've, I've been rethinking some things wait <laughs> sorry what? we'll just what is this slapping Mike, and touching? Mike, i'll explain michael is the most physical man i've ever met in, in the most loving way he does not have a a a, a wicked bone in his body but That's because he is so like strong and dense of a human being uh, his physical touch can be aggressive. So when he was in Nashville visiting, he he would slap my thighs a lot in excitement. And it was like a it was an I love you slap, and I knew it, but I didn't like it after like the fifth time. And then I asked him to stop, and then he kept doing yeah. it, and and he would slap the inside of my thigh, and it didn't feel good. And then on the we did a podcast, and I called him out on it, and I got really mad. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, there was it just I Chris Light would point out the quote to where I was like, but I said please, so you're supposed to say yes. <laughs> and like there's just some really bad pool quotes from that that exchange. <laughs> um so I'm sorry to I, yeah, I, there's there's some other people that said that that resonates with me, but I think it Mike, was all in good fun. Mike, we've been friends for 25 years. It's okay. It's and it's never been consensual. So <laughs> no it has. I promise it has. It's mm-hmm. you you I could have a mixtape called Usually Consensual. Nope. <laughs> Don't want that. <laughs> Don't want that. Bad title. All right. Um so yeah, sorry I can't play ball too much with you here on Sylvie's Love, but I like Tessa Thompson. Okay. And I don't recognize the other guy. I like period pieces. Uh I'll it's get good. into it. It's not the, it's not the most exciting movie. It's a good movie about love. It's a good movie to sit down. I watched it on a Saturday morning at like seven AM. I woke up kind of early and I didn't really have anything to do and Anne was sleeping still so I was like hey I'm just gonna watch this movie it was a very nice warm movie um okay really liked it and I guess I don't want to spoil anything if we're, if we're gonna talk about these they aren't on my list but did you guys watch any of the uh Steve McQueen while we're talking about like black period pieces did you watch any of those Steve McQueen small axe movies Mm-mm, I didn't I wanted to get around to him I just never did one another thing that fell I fell off my list yeah, there's there was actually like a lot of stuff out there. It's just when it's like, I don't know, not funneled into here's the big blockbusters you got to go see, Michael. Mm-hmm. It's harder to pick. But I the the first two I thought were great. Um, they're they're strange and and very different. But uh, Mangrove and then Lovers Rock, which is I feel like the weirder one, more atmospheric. But I thought Lovers Rock was uh, super groovy. Last thing I'll say is this, um, and then AJ, you're up. But another thing I I highly recommend. Kamel Nanjiani and his wife, Emily Gordon, produced a, uh, a mini-series of shorts called Little America that came out this year. It's on Apple TV. The best, the, the Easily the best show that I watched. Easily. It's, it follows right. true stories. It's not a documentary, but it follows true stories acted by people who are from these parts of the world that come to America throughout the last, uh, I think, like 30 or 40 years and about their transition and assimilation into American culture. So people from Africa, people from, <laughs> like, different people from, like, the Middle East. And like, it was just, it's so good. Um, Dude, I grew really funny, America, really beautiful. And I'm at a, like, little, like, a fancy bed and breakfast in Salt Lake City, Utah. I can reserve a room, and they got lots of good brunch options. Apparently, yeah, I blindly I the, clicked the first link. I think it's called Little America. Did I, did I mess that up? No, it's called Little America. I'm right. Um, yeah, I'm so just either bad way, at Googling. That's, if I was going to recommend one thing that wasn't a movie, it would be Little America. All right, I'm done. Okay. AJ, go. 
Okay, wow. So I'm going to start things off with my favorite movie review of 2020. And it is a quote from Michael Marchegi, uh <laughs> recently, the Crow Boy. And he said, uh, those James Bond movies would be a lot better without James Bond. That dude's a pussy. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so just, a, you know. Next time you watch James Bond, think that maybe it'd be better without without the title character. Think and then when that. he found out that, uh, and then we found out that the actress Anna De Armas, who's maybe one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood, was in it. He's like, "Well, shit, I'd watch that just without uh, that pussy uh, in it." Uh, <laughs> oh wait, is she? Oh, is she uh, in the new Bond? I yeah, I didn't even know that. That one so, never came out, right? No, it's That's never not your pick. Come out. Okay, dude, Anne. <laughs> Will's wife is in that James Bond movie. Dude, no, she's we talked about Vincent. that today. She, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, she was there when they were filming that movie. We were talking about that today, actually. So cool. Oh, wow. In Malta. Uh, a friend and I, oh, wow. I get Malta and GeoGuessr a lot. I feel like I can pick it out of the crowd pretty good. Okay, so yeah, things she I got said really she into. Saw, she said she watched them film in this in No Time to Die. She watched them film, and she has video of it. Someone in, I'm assuming an Aston Martin, doing donuts in a square outside oh, wow. of a church around a flaming pile of um, spoilers furniture. Beanie Babies. Which uh, <laughs> is Beanie Babies. Yeah, that's way cooler than my GeoGuessr spiel. I was about to go on. Uh, but that's cool. I yeah. got an email about being an extra in the movie Cherry, and a friend and I were like, we should skip work to go do that. It was up in like Cleveland or that movie looks Mansfield. Good. Yeah, I'm excited to to see it. Like okay, it's my turn. It's my yep. turn. Thank okay, you very much. Yeah. I think we covered it. Yeah, we got age. All right, Mike, you're up. Yeah. All right, my number five is also. <laughs> sorry. I think I, we, I think we have the same number five, but go for it, AJ. Uh, mine's an Amazon Studios movie. It is Uncle Frank. I'm always so wrong. Wait, how was that a quote? <laughs> how was that quote relevant? It just was funny. I was just leading off my speaking turn with a funny oh. little joke to break the ice. Gotcha. It's a little awkward. Tell us about Uncle you know. Frank. Uncle Frank, yeah, uh, it uh, it was a good movie. So the thing that struck me about Uncle Frank is that the plot is very, it's a story that you've like heard before. It's not a, it's not a story that surprises you. It's not like a terribly unique uh, plot. But just the way that it's told was just very, very... I don't know. I, I can't. I don't. I'm not like a super smart movie critic. I don't know how to describe it. But the the story was told in such a way that was just kind of very blunt and in your face. But also, it was like kind of like an indie movie. It was. Yeah. I don't know. It's about you guys. Have you, have you seen previews? Have you seen it? You know what it's so, about. Yeah. Uncle Frank. That is my it. number three. Wow. So. I'll give. I was trying to set you up to like give us quick synopsis of the movie. I know. Uh, I didn't. But... I didn't know. I didn't. I failed at that. I just. I just, <laughs> you didn't watch it. I just, just googled it. Yeah, I didn't watch yeah. it. I didn't watch. Well, before you actually say it, let me take a one sentence swing. Yeah, please. Happiest season, but in the south. Ooh, well done. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, Happiest season was also very good, but uh, Uncle yes, Frank, starring Paul Bettany, who's had a resurgence. I love Paul Bettany. Wimbledon, he's amazing. Are you, all right, WandaVision is amazing. WandaVision is so good. He's amazing in this movie. 
Okay, so Uncle Frank, he is a man from the South, from Alabama, who is gay. It's in the 60s, I believe. And his niece and him have a special bond. He's a professor in New York. She goes up there, uh, finds out that he's gay. No one else in the family knows. Uh, His father dies, and it's about them going back down to Alabama to go to the funeral. Um, The the note yeah so the notes i have i'll just read because i wrote notes beautiful relationships nice. between two two kindred black sheep with a, within a family uh two men who love each other but go through very typical relationship problems and a man in his family um who has a broken relationship uh some great scenes were like when the mother meets wally um wally is the most he gets the oh. oscar for most charismatic human yes. alive. I love for me so this my year. favorite part of that movie was when Wally met uh Frank's brother and he was just smiling from ear to oh, ear. Yeah. And it was <laughs> yeah. it was such an awkward moment for, for Frank's brother, but for Wally, he just like dove right into it and was just ready to meet the family. Um yes, I I guess incredible. I guess what I will so after hearing Will talk, the reason I liked it so much is because it the movie was about a very simple Phenomenon. The the whole movie was about Frank's struggle with his sexuality regarding the way his family thinks and views him, and the movie just focused on that. It was just like, let's just let's just bask in the conflict. Let's bask in the stress. Mm-hmm. Let's bask mm-hmm. in the heartache for an hour and a half. And I think that's why I liked it. It wasn't a it wasn't a detail in a movie about a guy who wins somebody back. It was just about a guy. And this thing in his life, uh, you know, it really wasn't even about the dad's death, uh, which is what's that actor's name who played the dad? Oh, uh, Patches O'Houlihan. Yeah, um, I always forget that guy's name. He's great. He's a he's yeah. a versatile actor. He is. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and Steve, the, uh, Steve Zahn the as the brother. Steve Zahn. Yeah, that's yeah. Chris Light's like favorite supporting actor. I was gonna shout he's him so out. Good. So good. Dude, the, the scene the scene at the uh, at the wake where Steve mm-hmm. comes up to to. Oh my gosh, Frank! What's that actor's name who played Frank? Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Paul Incredible. Bettany. Loved him since Knight's Tale. But seriously, WandaVision is—I'm so shocked at how weird it's getting and how like how different it is. So good, but that's not this. Uh, but I think the the trio is like batting a thousand. Beth, Wally, and Frank. Like mm-hmm. I don't know—they're the perfect uh, yin and yang counterparts of all of oh, all this yeah. triangle. That's so good. And like I think the the surprise part was like how. Like the self destruction was just so brutally mm-hmm. painful. Like in in a quick switch. Like I thought it was gonna be about like like we're gonna feel bad because of the other people's oppression. But when like Frank is like I thought he was gonna. Well, I don't. We won't spoil things. The um, self hatred within him was so strong. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like just like kept going a little farther than I expected. And and like I was just you know you're wanting to claw out of your into the screen and hug him. Um, but a very good movie. And I think in general we should let the spoilers fly tonight, but I feel like here yeah. we don't need to spoil anything for this one. Yeah, my my last note on that that I wrote down, like my big takeaway after, because I, I tried to, when I watch movies this year, knowing that we'd probably be doing this, I'd write down like my message from the movie. I didn't really have one for Sylvie's Love, but for this one, I said, too many people live in the, in the sorry, I wrote this really late at night i haven't read it uh, too many people live in the world who live in the world stay in their bubble only hang out with the same friends never want to see anyone else's perspective this creates silos of individuals and chokes empathy 
Like Ooh, there's like when he's coming out of the closet, there's just so much like you see the diversity of like these people who are only around each other, or you look at the relationship between Beth and her family who don't understand why she wants to go to New York. Um, and like not being able to get out of that bubble, that small town, the South, whatever you want to say, I thought like choked empathy and this idea that we can't see anyone else's perspective or how anyone else lives. Yes. I was thinking I, I, about those things when I watched it as well, but you put it into a sentence. Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. I, I like, there's a few, actually all Amazon Prime streaming. I won't say if or where they show up, but since we're talking about empathy, like that is like one of the, the most convincing things in my buy-in to a movie and then my opinion mm. about it afterward. And Paul Bettany and Uncle Frank and uh, Riz Ahmed and Sound of Metal and mm. both the girls in Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, like, mm. e- like those are none of those are the most spectacular stories, but the the empathy and just like the pool they have on me is, uh, yeah, th- those all made me cry. It's good uh, shit. Okay. Last thing yeah, I'll say. Right. Last thing I want to say is that Paul Bettany reminds me of Scoot McNary. Mm-hmm. Who's Scoot McNary? From Halt and Catch Fire. And he was oh. in Narcos, Mexico. He was he was in the last Tarantino movie. Uh, so once upon so a time. we've talked about James Bond and Halt and Catch Fire now. Uh, I love on the Weekly Planet Will when they get the names wrong of things. But the one mm-hmm. that made me laugh the most that I feel like was just a brief one, and I still crack up when I remember it is Slam Dunk, but not the booze for way back or the way yeah. back with Ben Affleck <laughs> when they call it slam dunk, but not the booze. I think it's so funny. Uh, I don't What's know, this podcast right. you guys are referencing? The Weekly, Weekly Planet? Planet. Oh, I feel like I yeah, it's good. A lot of, a lot of Marvel comic booky stuff, but really now they just do everything in movies and they're funny, good Australians. Uh, I had uncle Frank at, at number nine, but it's, it's right up there with that second batch that all could have been number mm-hmm. five. Um, so Paul Bettany is Vision, and that's why WandaVision is called WandaVision. Yeah. Did he and die in the 2018 Avengers Infinity War? <laughs> no, Paul Bettany's dead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. been, it's been CGI. It's a deep fake. But he um, got he was like the that in the, the opening scene, the dude who was getting chased down, and that was a sad death. Yeah. It was. Well, he yeah he died at the end, but yeah. In uh, Infinity War. Okay, my turn. Mike's mm-hmm. turn. My turn. Let me see where I ended up here, guys. Um, all right. So number five, uh, we live in a twilight world. My number five is Tenet, the backwards boys. Uh, mm. It is. A, it's like going opposite of like these indie streaming things. This is the <laughs> the big movie blockbuster experience that I wanted. I wish I could have saw it in a the theater. It actually was different that than all the other movies I watched this year, and that I watched it. And my mom's in the basement with like the big sound bar and the big bigger screen TV than I'm used to with the lights off. So it did actually kind of feel like a theater, but it is a Nolan ass Nolan film. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite any concerns or flaws or confusion or whatever, like it's still the coolest thing to come out in 2020. It's just so freaking cool. It's like uh, it's a thrill ride. It's 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 boom bam bing bong. I my hype. Went down as I started understanding things less and like mm-hmm. seeing kind of some holes in it. But the hype has has just like gone through the roof after. Cause it's just so fun to talk about with uh with my boys, Amac and Joey. We're like, hey, we gotta get in a Discord call and talk about Tenet. Um, 
I feel like I'm at the point where I'd rather watch something original than something that's like perfect. Um, and I feel like this is definitely just an insane, bonkers Christopher Nolan idea. And it's it's a big swing. I loved it. Did you guys I, like it? Do you guys I, feel like Nolan's timeline antics are getting old? Well, that's the thing is I feel like he's been criticized for a lot of things like timeline antics, exposition, hollow mm-hmm. characters. And it's like he heard all that shit and was just like, all right, I'll do it all harder now. It's like when Michael Scott, <laughs> Scott says, I'm going to start dating her harder. He says, I'm going to do pure exposition, way more bonkers timeline, and the character is going to be named the protagonist. Like he he went Nolan to like the exponential, like final form Nolan. And I, it's still so interesting and I, I love it. I, the third act is kind of where it starts to fall apart. Yeah. And I didn't love some of the, I don't get some of the characters' motivations. Um, but the third act is a big gray Halo level with people in masks running around shooting each other. If they could have like assigned some stakes and a clear path and like, I, I think they nail it with some of the earlier action time sequences. If they could mm-hmm. scale that up better, I would be all on board. But it's still, I gotta tip my hat. I love all of the Nolan things. I haven't really disliked one yet. I do love Nolan. I think that it's so interesting that what you said is like this idea of you'd rather see something original than perfect. And the thing that I think frustrated me about this movie, and it didn't make my top five, it was like eight or nine or ten or something like that. And it's still a great movie. And I think it was like big and bold and fun and like confusing and (laughs) very Nolan. What makes what, what frustrates me about what you not not what you said. I'm not frustrated at you, but like this idea that he had hundreds of millions of dollars to make something both original and perfect, where you've got these di- other directors who come up with these original ideas, and they are perfect. I think he has less excuses now, and I think that's a lot of huh. pressure for him. I'm sure. Yeah. But like, you, I think about the movie Dunkirk, which I really really like. I but then I, th- but then I think about 1917, which is in the same breadth. It's a similar. It's a war movie. Different. It's different. But it. W- I thought it was way better. It's like he takes. Okay. He, he he tries to take a movie with a decent plot and good characters, and he's like, let's twist it all up so it's a little bit confusing. So it, it leaves like he people always- guessing. He doesn't always have good characters. And so I I, yeah. I struggle to poke holes in Dunkirk where I feel like you can poke holes in this one a lot easier. Yeah. I think I think Tenet is probably toward the bottom of my Nolan films, but mm-hmm. like I'm still all in every time one cuz this would be high yeah, on my I'll list of James every... Bond films. I thought that's why AJ was talking about James Bond. I thought he was going to talk about Tenet. Uh, you know, Battenson uh... is so hot in here. I think him like this like even if you didn't do the time stuff, Nolan could probably make this into a uh great bomb film like i really am i'm less caught up on the like oh how does it work like does the poop go into the butt when you're inverted and stuff like that and more (laughs) just like more just like why do we need this painting here to hold her hostage and why does john david washington even care about sacrificing the potential mission to care about this girl like Mm -hmm. yeah it's like some of the character stuff in that third act um but yeah, so I, I get what you're saying, Will, because you look at it and you're like, I'm so disappointed that the third act looks like that, given all he mm-hmm. had. But also it's like, I'm so impressed that this exists. Like yeah, even just the novelty yeah. of the idea that that exists in your brain and then now it's a big movie that's that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious about his process and how he does things. 
like what he, what does he think of first does he have think you seen the of video? go ahead go. i say have you seen uh, the video of him drawing the memento timeline where it's just a big penis on a chalkboard because <laughs> i have a bit That's in funny. my little women video where i pull up the nolan timelines and one yeah, thing that funny. fell on the cutting room floor was where i say memento and if you're if you're wondering which timeline most looks like a penis it's memento um but when you talk about his process that's what came to mind and you also yeah, want to know in regards to nolan uh in his process what does when he lands on something who gets to have feedback on his <laughs> you know oh nobody process. man i feel like he's the judge and jury well I he does some with his brother though right yeah, so, I think so the coolest thing I ever heard Nolan say was he was doing the Batman movies and they told him, the studio told him, hey, the movie that you want to shoot, we are worried that it won't have enough merchandise opportunities. Oh. And uh, that like pissed him off and he was like, okay, cool. I'm going to make sure there's no merchandise opportunities and like just went even harder. So I I do get the sense that he is kind of a, an artistic man so that's kind of cool yeah he's that's been awesome. re- real up in everyone's grill about like movie theaters and i agree I lo- as i've said i love movie theaters and so i'm all on board to try to save them um yeah, dude, I was but I also, shares of amc <laughs> <laughs> but i also think that this idea that all movies should be watched on the big screen is unfair i think that is a very privileged thing to say because not everyone can afford to spend $15 on a movie. Um, it's just one yeah. of those things where it's like, yeah, it'd be nice if we could do that all the time. That's sure the preferred mm-hmm. way, but it's, you know, 21st century, you know? Yep. I think you should watch them how you want them. And I am most sad that I wasn't able to watch this one in a theater of all the movies yeah. I watched this year. It's the 21st century. We are washing our balls on live television. What does that mean? But like, seriously, the, I'm just thinking of the opening, like that opera house. Really, my hype, like it, it only went down through this. But I, I yeah. hate to sound like I'm disappointed, but like at the start, I was just so in, and then that like gruesome, dirty art piece that is the train yard where like they're getting interrogated. It just, it looks mm-hmm. so cool. It looks so, uh, Christopher Nolan cinematography. I know he's got a guy. I don't know the names, but I liked it. Yeah, it was good. His name is Degenschleid Augenslin. Yeah. And then there, the I will say that there is some fun if you haven't gone down like the YouTube rabbit hole and the like Seder Square stuff and all these things. And is Neil really the son Max and, and all all that? Mm-hmm. It, it's good. All right. Do you want me to move all on right. to number four for me? I would love you to. All right. So my number four is Palm Springs. Hell yeah. So Palm Springs is on premiered on Hulu this year. I was so hyped for it. I like really anything that Andy Samberg does. But the reason I like this is it was the least Lonely Island thing that he had done. Not that I don't like Lonely Island. That's such a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But it's nice to have a change of pace. He is... Yeah, it is Groundhog Day, Groundhog's Day, but at a wedding and weird like universe like things where other people can get sucked in 
to this recurring timeline. Um, uh, J.K. Simmons was incredible. Um, oh, like I loved when he showed up. Yeah, I think like, uh, yeah. is it Christina Miliani? What's her? Uh, what? what uh, yeah, I think it's Chris, Christina. Maloney? I think it's Miliani. Christina. Yeah, we'll say Christina. So, something like yeah. Um, I thought that was Kristen, like a very. It's rebel- Kristen. Kristen. Now I thought okay. about it. It's Kristen with a C. Yeah, I'm just joking. Okay. I'm my notes. So I thought she was hilarious in it. I thought they're like the bond as a couple was really believable. And I love this idea mm-hmm. that he had been stuck in this timeline, in this day, for years and years and years and years, and he had just accepted it. And he <laughs> and the antics that he does, and he just does the same thing every day and just relaxes and doesn't care. I loved it. I thought it was yeah. clever, because that's a that Groundhog's Day trope, I think, is done a lot. Um, maybe not a lot, but it, and when it's done, it's done poorly. Yeah, but I thought it was done the original, so well. Yeah, it like had the spice it needed for this. Mm-hmm. Now we can maybe lock that genre up for another decade or whatever. But yeah. is there anyone else? It's just him in Groundhog's Day that ever. Yeah, loops, it's just right? Bill Murray. Yeah. I think that's like the very interesting, fun piece is having uh, Kristen, who I might have wrote her name wrong, but I wrote down Kristen um, <laughs> in there, and like just having someone else in there is more interesting, but then having a lover and then also having like a mortal enemy in JK Simmons, like both of those are, they add a lot to this, but I think it's a Michael Moran ass movie, Andy Samberg, the most suggested doppelganger I've ever been, uh, given, uh, that's a really fortunate doppelganger to have. That is. I feel like you got a lot of good ones. Who do you have AJ? Oh no, no, no. I don't want to make this about me. Okay, <laughs> I said you looked like Frederick Bear in uh, Little Women. Um, oh, it's got dancing, got uh, mm-hmm. choreographed dance. Like that's legit. The high point for me is that choreographed scene with denim jackets and a red bandana. When people used to tell me I used to look like Andy Samberg, it's because I had an afro and wore a red bandana like uh, Hot Rod. And so seeing just like you know, I'm sure that has nothing to do with it, but denim jackets, red bandana, choreogra- choreography in a bar because like. That's something that I want to get my friends to waste time on now. I've told friends I go to weddings with, like, we should do some, like, we should learn some choreography so we can always bust something fun out at the wedding. <laughs> um, the other the other choreographed like, dance that he does is, be, like, at the very beginning, at the first wedding oh, scene, as he's yeah. walking through a crowd dancing with people, uh, like, perfectly. They're, like, dropping drinks and he's catching them. He's putting chairs <laughs> underneath people and dancing yes. while making eye contact with this woman. Um, it's so good. Th- that won me over. I think I told you when I was in Tennessee, Will, I had, like, I always get these dumb intuitions and ideas about what movies are about. Because um, I didn't know this was a time loop movie, which made it hilarious and shocking when he first gets shot by the arrow by J.K. Simmons. But <laughs> yeah. I thought, like, oh, maybe maybe this movie is about a guy who's, like, really good at weddings. And I, like, can go to a lot of weddings. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I can identify with it. And, like, that was his, like, superpower or something. He's good at weddings. Uh, <laughs> kind of like, all right, have you guys seen uh, 2019 Serenity? No. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Well, there's – I thought the twist was that – because Matthew McConaughey alludes to wanting to catch this tuna, and then he meets Anne Hathaway at a bar. See, I have seen Anne Hathaway movies, Will, other things we argue about. And <laughs> I I had heard that you shouldn't look up anything before watching it, which is a, a general spoiler for There's some sort of twist. And so my mind went to, Anne Hathaway is the tuna. And, like, it was going to be – because, like – there was like all this conversation about he's trying to like get to know her, and I'm like, that's the fish you're trying to catch. Okay, 
Palm Springs, <laughs> Springs is a good movie. I'm just so bummed I didn't watch this movie now. It's so good. Oh, sorry. It's so yeah, it's on my list. Uh it's so good. Like I've often said I wish I had like a sort of hyperbolic hyperbolic time chamber because there are a million skills and things I would love to learn and get good at, but just have a finite amount of time. You know, we live in a twilight world. And one of them that I got good at during quarantine was darts and Andy Samberg gets really good at darts in the movie mm -hmm. which I thought was great because we have a dart board so every time I go get ice cream I throw six darts I've gotten four out of six bullseyes and three bullseyes in a row are my two like hold on hold on whoa, commendations. Whoa, whoa. let's let's back up what, what uh, you're telling us that every time you go get ice cream well anytime I go down to the basement freezer which is usually for ice cream which is usually every day oh there's a dartboard also, down there there's a dartboard down there and you throw six to okay and I throw six darts. How good are you right now? Uh, he just so told I'm, you how I, good he was. I told you I've gotten... I I used to always... I reined in my triple 20s, and then John Slemmer stopped in town, and we were playing some cricket, and I was struggling at the bull. I would skunk him on all the numbers, and I'd get to the bull and struggle. So now I've been going for just bullseyes. I've gotten three bullseyes in a row once, and I've gotten four out of six bullseyes once. Damn. So that's where I'm at. All right. Uh, other things in the like. No, that's I feel it. Like it's just I, con I feel like it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's super funny. Good, good relationship. Um, good tr like time travel esque items. Um, yeah, like the license to do anything is what makes it so fun. Like yeah. all of a sudden they have this confidence. Like the the montage of things they do, and then like it's particularly at the wedding with other people who aren't under the same license yep. as them is just hilarious. Good soundtrack too. Mm -hmm. It's a rom com. I love it. It's a rom com. All things I like. All right, AJ. Yeah, you got to watch that one. And Will, your point. I can't think of anything else because I'm like you. I love Andy Samberg, but all I know him from is Lonely Island stuff. Because even Hot Rod is pretty in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's my turn. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh yeah, Will said Palm Springs. Okay, so number four. This is. This is, uh, you know, this is a little biased, I guess. It's a little weird. I could because the heavy hours music video for "Don't Walk Away." I was about to say, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, and I just, I think that it was tasteful. I think that it was a new, it was, it was a little Nolan esque in the in the timeline. Kind of goes. We should shout that out though. AJ's in a band called The Heavy Hours that you should look up if you didn't know that. But when when the you made the video for Ache, I put it through the Snapchat filter to make Markeji like uh, a oh, little dude. fatter, and it was pretty funny. So funny. So my number four is <laughs> Scare Me, and I know that Will mm. knows what I'm talking about. Um, the only reason this one is weird is because Will and I are big fans of the guy who made this movie. He used to be on College Humor. His name's Josh Rubin. He's a super funny guy, but you can also tell that he is uh, one of those like smart and clever, and there's more underneath the hood than just a funny guy. And he made a quote-unquote horror movie, not in the sense of a lot of blood and like you know guts spilling out, but uh scary movie that takes place in a cabin there's like two to three characters uh it's him and this girl and they take turns um telling scary stories and it's just a really good uh just sort of you know hour and a half of these two people doing some really great acting and storytelling 
and then it gets weird at the end and uh, has a great ending to it. Um, but what's funny, and so, you know, because of this, like, weird connection of having followed this guy and liking the movie that he makes, um, putting it at number four, I, I, got, I feel a little vindicated because there was an IMDb, it, it, it made IMDb's uh, top something movies of 2020. It got like a, it has a really great, fresh, certified fresh rating, like 80 huh. something percent. Um, I haven't even so, heard of it. So I think that it could totally be recommended and watched by anybody and enjoyed. So, yeah, also, that's an hour and a half. I should say, I'll watch anything that's 90 minutes these days. Like, I love a good 90 minute movie. Mm hmm. I never, that's on my list to watch. I still have not seen it. Um, but yeah, Josh Rubin is incredibly funny. <laughs> Has some of the like best online content um, so of him just doing characters. Oh, I know who this guy is. And, and, and it's kind of, it's kind of cool because it's like, he's sort of just like a regular funny kid like us. And it's cool that he made a movie in it was successful we should change the podcast to regular funny kids.com <laughs> we're all almost 30 <laughs> yeah. yeah somebody is probably 30 so not yet somebody said uh somebody was describing a quote-unquote kid today and they're like yeah there's this kid i know he's like seven years older than us and i was like uh <laughs> that's a 36 year old man <laughs> <laughs> dear god when did it happen uh, uh Two months ago, I think, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Hey, you know, we live in a twilight world. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I'll give you a word and a gesture. Oh, I always say the the board game gestures has ruined the, ruined the word gesture for me because <laughs> I always say gesture instead of gesture. And one's a board game and one's a word that's word. in a... <laughs> tenant quote that i'm trying to use so i can say i'll give you a word and a gesture and it'll open some of the right doors some of the wrong ones and that word is scare me <laughs> okay so, great mike great. do you want to give your number four no yeah uh, no number four <laughs> so also i feel bad because uh i feel like i got a lot four of my five are like big movies and none of these streaming ones that I loved from this year. So we can talk at the end or hopefully some other people bring them up. <clears throat> My number four is the gentleman. Mm, Do you see that? Interesting. Are we, are we counting that as a 2020? Oh, is that not 2020? It says 2019. Wait, what? I, that came out in theaters here. And in, uh, I thought gentlemen, us release. Let me look. It's, oh, huh. Okay, okay. United States came out in January 24th, 2020. It played on one cinema, the Curzon um, Mayfair Cinema, December 3rd. But it was released in the UK on January 1 and the US January 24th. Huh. I feel like that, I feel like that is like night and day yeah, different that's... than 1917. But I'm also happy to... Talk about more movies if you guys don't. No, that's fine. I, I didn't put it on my list for that reason. I really like the gentleman, so we can talk about it. I'd love to. All right, let's talk about it. Okay. Um, 
So fashion Oscar of the year goes to the gentleman. Charlie Hunnam. Uh, yeah, you're doing your Charlie Hunnam cosplay right now. I love it. It's like Jax Teller graduated from the biker gang. Did you watch Sons of Anarchy? I did not. Oh, it's, I have seen Pacific such... Rim. Okay. What does that so, have to do with I, anything? Sons of Anarchy is Charlie Hunnam great... Pacific Rim. Oh, I am so I am so illiterate in this group. No, you're fine. It, but it's like he graduated to like like a the next level of like mobster stuff. And just being in the UK and pot like it was different than all the other mobster movies I like, but it's still very great. A bunch of actors being really cool, a bunch of actors that I like, Colin Farrell. Um, oh, so good. McConaughey's back in his best role since what Will and I agree on, Magic Mike. Um, mm-hmm. Hugh Grant in his best role since Paddington 2. Charlie Hunnam since Jax Teller. Uh, I love. I loved. Will recommended In Bruges to me because I love Colin oh, Farrell and it made my top 100 list. It's like my number 99 or 100. It sneaked into the the top 100. And 2020 was an oddly British year for me overall. Like I was into a ton of British things with Bake Off and uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of YouTube YouTubers I follow. And I watched Downtown Abbey. Is it? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I thought it was it was like hilarious guy Richie goodness like nothing no standout big set piece but everybody was giving it their their all from the acting front guys 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 okay so please rebuke me if i need to be rebuked and corrected but i didn't watch this movie on purpose because i looked at the cast and i thought to myself all those guys suck oh okay okay what you can see that I, I feel like McConaughey's become a meme. I feel like so he's yeah, you just gonna make fun of all these guys. The opening shot of this movie is like I was doubting so hard because it is like a Matthew McConaughey commercial for Matthew McConaughey. Like mm-hmm. the opening voiceover and scene is memeable, but like and you now can listen here. Now listen, listen here, baby. This isn't a movie about hey, me. I'm talking it's about a <laughs> movie about what Green you want to see on the screen. That's what I'm I do get every you, day. I'm going to get you his Green Lights autobiography that he wrote in the desert for Christmas next year. But McConaughey is an incredible actor. I, I won't bash on him for that. I he think does it's, do goofy things. I think it's because I want to love him. And maybe, hmm. I'm, a, maybe I'm scared to love him. He looks You're good cynic. in this. You would he love him. He greatness. And it's I got the girl from Downtown Abbey. And they're like downtown God bless. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. This movie is incredible. It's a great like mobster movie. It's really? Guy Ritchie. So Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie usually his movies are so interesting. They're and great. And usually I don't I, I don't like them. the style in which they're filmed. Um I think it's just interesting. Whatever. He's like he's like the action Wes Anderson where it's he like did, get over it. He did snatch. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's not just it's like, good, you know, like what, what, what are the characteristics? It's like we do some maybe some time snippets, but like quippy jokes and dialogue, but then voiceovers of describing a thing that happened and quick cuts and like, yeah, fun, fast action, like while someone's describing it in a different scenario. Yeah. But I will say Colin Farrell as coach was so good. Amazing. Colin Farrell. He's the worst of them all. Colin Farrell is like, oh. He's like the uh, he's just behind Jake Gyllenhaal as like greatest actor. No what way. Is, what really? is bad that Colin Farrell has done? AJ, Lob- name name me something bad that Colin Farrell has done. Killing of a Sacred Deer, Lobster. Lobster's great. I still haven't Lobster's watched Killing great. of a Sacred Deer, but it's on my list. I liked Lobster. Lobster's good. And I liked In Bruges. If we're going Colin Farrell dark comedies, In Bruges. True Detective incredible. season two. 
Haven't seen yeah, that it. wasn't very good. He's good in it. Maybe I just like Colin uh, Farrell's great actor. Hey, I yeah, told Fantastic you, Beast, if I need to be rebuked. Rebuke me. I think Fantastic Beasts isn't great, but he's amazing in it. And I was sad when he turned into Johnny Depp, and now he's going to yeah. turn into Mads Mikkelsen, who was great <laughs> in Another Round. If you guys haven't seen that, I all right. No, oh, that was another one I didn't see. I really <laughs> That's like I think I've got a uh, ten right behind Uncle Frank. But anyway, I would recommend Gentlemen. this video, this this movie video. Um, speaking of Charlie Hunnam and what's his name, Guy Ritchie. The flop King Arthur movie that Ugh. Guy Ritchie did. Bad. I mean, I didn't think it was great, but I didn't think like no, it was, it was fun to see all that Guy Ritchie style stuff in like a King Arthur tale. And I just think Charlie Hunnam, he can get it right, dude. Pacific Rim, underrated movie. I'd have to watch it again. Dude, I was like, underrated. I put it Charlie Hunnam, Idris Elba, Charlie Hunnam. Is this the guy? Giant kaiju's. It was awesome. Is Charlie is Charlie Hunnam this nerd with the weird eyes? He's a beautiful man. <laughs> I don't know. Did you Google Charlie Hunnam because it's the guy who came up? <laughs> I I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the gentleman. Are you thinking of Hugh Grant? Hugh no, Grant I'm looking at the, the gentleman oh, no, the movie gentleman, poster. You're thinking oh oh it's back to Serenity Serenity the rules guy. He's in the Big Short. What's his name? Like something strong. The nerdy guy. Oh, I love that yeah. actor. I got it right here. Um, I got it's it. Mark Strong? No, no. not Mark Jeremy Strong. Strong. It, I was... Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Strong, Str- yes. He's the best character in Serenity, which has now come up twice, which is Wait, also Charlie, McConaughey. Charlie Hunnam, he's the uh, he's the Sons of Anarchy guy. Yes. Yeah, what I said, oh, my God. I loved. Catch up. <laughs> Guys, I am just so behind. <laughs> no, you're doing great, and we're happy you're here. All right, the gentleman. And... It's and it's got the guy from my lowest rated movie last year, last Christmas with Amelia oh, yeah. Clark, Henry Golden, her boy, yeah, her love interest who has he's got good fashion in both movies, he but does. they I love I love the costumes if you will in the gentleman. Yeah, very good. Good alcohol right. too. Maybe you know, maybe want to drink. drink. Made me want yeah, it made, to drink. Movie that made me most want to drink. Okay. <laughs> can we give a Oscar for best alcoholic and can it be to Ben Affleck and Slam Dunk but not the booze? Yeah. Honestly, right, that movie was okay. I, I Yeah. I was a fan. It was okay. Yeah, it was it was okay. Um, All right, who's up? I am, but my number three was Uncle Frank, so AJ's up again oh, with his number it. three. Oh boy. Number three. So here is where the documentaries start. Um, I actually only have two documentaries on my list. I don't know why I put said I have mostly documentaries, but I think that uh, Social Dilemma or The Social Dilemma hmm. was a really good documentary. It's my number three because I now have a new criteria ranking uh, system thing for what is a good movie. And... I, uh, ah, it's it's not based on preference. <coughs> it is. <laughs> it's not based on okay, preference. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. I'm really It's curious. not based entirely on any exclusive criteria because I used to base my favorite movies on I I like it. If I'm being honest, I would base my favorite movies on the movies that I wanted to be my favorite movies, and I would. I found myself defending things that I didn't really like. 
And here's another criteria that I've incorporated into my brain, and this is what movies stick inside your head the most after you've oh, yeah. watched them. Mm, and okay, I, I'm fine with that. And I think Social Dilemma was really good because I find myself thinking about it all the time, and I know that it was a little bit of like a, a scary sort of like doomsday, like your phone is going to kill you, uh, it's going to be the death of you. But it brought up some really good points, and especially after seeing real-life things happen, uh, you know, on the news and whatever, like, it was very, it just, I don't know, it was very relevant to what's what went on this year and current events in regards to technology and, I don't know. It was kind of a scary, just truthful whatever. Um, Christopher Nolan doesn't have a cell phone, so. He doesn't own one? He doesn't have a cell phone. That's like his thing. He has two cell phones. He loves his family too much. Oh, he probably has like eight, but like he makes some guy carry him around in a briefcase. (laughs) And he, (laughs) okay. (laughs) There's a password. No, he takes out like a, cause you know, both Inception and Tenet, they've got those oxygen masks. He like, that's connected to the briefcase and he. Talks into that and <laughs> there's something to be said about that visual though. Like them, like yeah. the car driving backwards on the highway is cool, but then you bring in people shooting, wearing, just running around in suits, wearing oxygen masks is such a cool visual. It I'm terrified. Intrigued. Yeah, I, I think the social dilemma was good. It, it definitely stuck with me, um, but I don't think it's going to change anything. No, it's not. But I'm glad that it exists. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I did not watch that one, but I'll go watch it. The uh, last time we talked about documentaries, AJ, I finally watched American Movie, recommended by Meekum, and it is probably in my top three now. It's very good. I need to watch that yeah. shit. All right, I didn't see that one. Do you guys any, have anything else to say? Nope. Give it a watch. Give it a watch. All right. You hear the give it a watch. You heard it here first. (laughs) Give it a watch. Oscar goes to the social dilemma. All right. Uh, And my number three is never rarely, sometimes, always. I said that with a weird cadence. It's never rarely, sometimes, always. Uh, Did any of you guys? I'm I'm glad you did it because it's my next one. It's my number two. That's perfect. Great. I'm I'm so happy. So Um, I'm so excited to talk about this. Like... AJ, what you just said about movies that stick with you, um, <clears throat> uh, I got some more dinner throat again. <laughs> what uh, is dinner what, throat? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I had a bunch of hot wings for dinner, and now I've got dinner. It's that you know. I've <laughs> this has been another thing, another thing. Will and I argued about in that episode six months ago, <clears throat> but I ate a bunch of hot wings, and now I got dinner throat. Connect the dots. You can hear me, AJ. Hey, connect the dots. <laughs> Connect so the dots, you talk, asshole. You talk about movies sticking with you. So I, I, we mentioned empathy and like uh, Sound of Metal and Never Rarely, Sometimes Always both stick out for the empathy and these very zoomed in personal human stories. And maybe it's just because Sound of Metal was more recently, but like this one I've definitely thought about more and it's been so long since I watched it. And like I just, uh, I, I is so chilling and brutal and personal. It's this um, account of a young girl who is pregnant and 
wants to have an abortion and just you get to be a like fly on the wall for her experience going through all the shit that that entails and the fear and there's just some other like um tangential trauma and and conflicts and things that she has to deal with like it's hard to watch at points but like i'm a sucker for a story of two best friends and she's in this with her cousin and there's some drama between them but like their love for each other and like you know just like all right we got to do this thing together yeah i'm I'm talking vaguely but it it that whole relationship really stuck Mm -hmm. with me and it's not like preachy or anything it's just like watch this stuff like if you can it's it's not the fastest burn but it's not too artsy fartsy and it definitely stuck with me yeah i would say this movie is it like it really there's some points really really hurt to watch um yeah where did it come out on where did you guys watch it it's on prime right yeah it was on prime i watched on hbo about a month or two ago I need to get on um, this cool kids movie list with you guys so I can watch all these cool <laughs> movies. We should just start like in anticipation for the next year's like just like cuz if we wait till like right before the episode it's like oh now I know it's on his list which is fine anyway but maybe just you know yeah. I feel like Will and I talk about what we're watching throughout the year we'll try to be yeah. more conscious Yeah but and you guys you, this you guys year. both saw this movie and that makes you cool kids and I'm the the lame kid with no teeth. <laughs> AJ, we're back to the social <laughs> dilemma. You should <laughs> just let your favorites be what you want. And hold on, hold on. Box office, $16,000. This movie made $16,000? Well, it came out in 2020. Does that, is that, I don't think it came out in any theater. I'm sure Probably it, one theater. I'm, yeah. <laughs> so, <know>. I'm, <laughs> my, my thoughts on this movie are yeah so it, at points it's really hard to watch something that i loved that i took note of i paused the movie twice to make notes because i was watching i was like i need to write this down so i remember all this interjection stuff. interjection i'm calling it right now michael will we need to get will a movie critic website new identity start working on the socials Oh, I, I think I think right. this guy first, I think this guy has something to say, and I think people first need to name hear. first name Butch, and the last name is gonna be a piece of furniture. What it's do you gonna, got for me? It it's gonna be a website, and it's gonna have a gif of a burning cigarette, and then oh, all I was of, thinking of like all of, <laughs> I was thinking of his reviews. yeah his identity like Butch Ottoman. Oh or, oh 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 or uh, Butch Caden- Butch Credenza. Oh, I was thinking sun dried. We should bring furniture, sun, guys. Sun dried tomatoes. Sun dried tomatoes. Okay, oh, okay, let me talk about Thomas. <laughs> okay, go we on. Should go bring on. furniture. <laughs> go on, go on. Um, yeah. Okay, so this movie, something I wrote down was there's a few times throughout the movie that the camera will just hold on a character's mm. face for one, two, three minutes at a time, and it's just, and so one of the scenes is when she, they're doing karaoke and it slowly zooms just on her. And um, and I'll just talk about this because it doesn't spoil anything because the movie is about a girl who's 17 who has to go from Pennsylvania to New York City to get an abortion. Um, and the title scene of the Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, one of the hardest scenes to watch. It's a, a social worker asking her all these personal questions about her sex life and, her, and just her life. And she has to answer with never, rarely, sometimes, or always. Uh, um, and it's about like her 
sexual history, all this stuff, her whatever, all the all these things. So during that scene, the camera is just on this girl's face. It is there's no one else. It seems like there's no one else in the room. It's not like this beautiful shot or anything. She's in like a dingy office, but it's just yeah. on her face. And, and this girl is just acting and in all you're seeing are these emotions run through her as she's answering these awful questions and on the verge of tears. Um, it was so beautiful and wow, dude. and it hurt so much. And, yeah. and there's so many things. The other, the other thing I think they did a really great job of is if you watch this movie and still think that men not like the general like mankind but like if you think men are good after watching this movie you're crazy men are pigs and they're the fucking worst hold on i literally have a i one of my bullets was one of my bullet points was this was a little over the top with the all men are pigs territory i don't think it was i mean well i just would have loved to see one guy that didn't suck but granted there's only like four guys in the movie so it's perfectly conceivable there are four guys who totally suck in in her life like but that's just, the thing you know, it would be nice to see that's the thing i really liked about it, is that they didn't have a redeeming male character because i okay. think so often in people's <laughs> lives cool, specifically these young girls lives all the men in their life suck like their boss that's is a fair. predator her stepdad slash her mom's boyfriend is just a dick like this guy they meet in new york is after only one thing um, okay, and it's just the one I had the most issue with was the guy who gets one, just the dude on the subway. Like that's the only time that made me yeah. think this, and like, like that because that he's not even a character. Everything you just said, I feel like if I didn't, if they didn't tack on that one guy on the subway for three seconds, I would have never even considered it. But and how I think often you're, does that turn me around? I think it probably does. I think yeah. it. That's the thing is, I think I'm not saying you are ignorant. What I'm saying Can is, you that tell me what the guy show, on the subway this, like, did really without shine a light, light on myself not saying i'm one of those guys but like i have the capability of being one of those guys and that like young women have to deal with that all the fucking time and we think that i think movies too often portray like the hero is being a guy or this guy swoops in he's finally the nice guy and he saves the day and i loved that there wasn't that guy in this movie um that yeah i've never thought about that and then either way like an incredible job just making me like absolutely crushing me with this perspective that I haven't or don't consider enough, like mm-hmm. putting me in like, like the Eminem song, putting me in these shoes that I just could not handle. Yeah. And there's tons of stories of like, I mean, people I work with have been like just walking to their car at 6 PM, like women being like harassed. Like that's something that I don't ever deal with and I will never deal with. Um, I don't know. And I said, and this movie didn't bring that to light. I, I knew I had known that as a thing, but it did. I like the, the perspective that they put on this. The last thing I'll say about this movie is, and this is something AJ, you know, very well is when we used to drive to college every day, uh, when we lived together, we drive, uh, whatever that street was up into Clifton and you drive by Planned Parenthood. And every single day there are people who are, Usually, I mean, 99% of the times they're Christians who are outside protesting with signs of dead babies. And they that plays a part in this movie, not a huge part, but they're going into a Planned Parenthood and there's people screaming at them. Um, uh, and after you've and just seen this girl go through all this crap, yeah, you just your heart 
evaporates for yeah it's like her her life is falling apart and she then gets accosted by people and it just made me hate that culture so much of planned parenthood protesting and christians thinking that that is the biggest issue out there that they need to fight every day and it, it just made me so mad at like the church it made me mad at like people who do that it, it's just so back to that back to what i said about uncle frank about like choking empathy i think that too many people live in this black and white world and have zero empathy for what anyone's going through and that like killed mm-hmm. me yeah i yeah i agree and i know i'm i'm one to always do the thing where i use some excuse to talk about more movies than just my five, but mm-hmm. sound sound of metal similar. I think like my acting best performance actor would go actor would go to Riz, Riz Ahmed. Ahmed and that like you were talking about, uh, I'm sorry, I forget the name of the girl and never rarely sometimes always. Yeah. Pull up her name. Eli. Oh, Eliazar. No, hold on. That's first build. So first build is Eliazar Jimenez as Elvis impersonator. <laughs> Perfect. Not her. Her name is uh, Tyla, right? Oh, Sydney Flanagan. Autumn. Mm-hmm. But uh, so similar to the scene that you described where Sydney Flanagan is in the office, but like there's a lot of scenes of Riz Ahmed where it's just zooming in on his face and just like just in the glances and like the eye movements and the breath, like mm-hmm. like he he's just processing so much and – uh, the the empathy is through the roof for this human being for this very zoomed in perspective that I've never really considered and yeah they're they're both beautiful so I'm happy you like that one it, yeah it like incredible. I still think about that and it it just destroy yeah and I think Great that and- so many people have an affinity to movies that make them feel good and they they I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying like when I get home, all I want to do is watch something that makes me feel good. And that makes me like, forget about all the troubles that I had to deal with. And I agree with that to some point shows like the good place or new girl or whatever, (laughs) like those, that's what those are for. But I also think there's benefits to watching movies like this. Um, because I think there's catharsisism on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to be that person who only watches movies that make me feel like garbage. Um, but I do want to watch movies that push me because I'm not going to, I'm, I'm never, I don't know. There's, there's so many situations in my life that I'm never going to experience. Um, I think of it the same way. Like when you watch an Anthony, an episode of like parts unknown with Anthony Bourdain, like I'm never going to go to like somewhere in central, like a tiny town in central Africa and try the food. But you couldn't geo guesser. but I'm able to like see that and see the world and see the things that they go through. Um, I think too many people are watching fucking like duck dynasty. (laughs) I've watched the office a thousand times. Yeah. So I'm happy to take, to take breaks and watch things like this. Yeah. It's good. And, uh, some point during that, I just clapped. Yeah, we want to pause. Oh, we've lost AJ at some point, and there's a text yeah. message that says, "OMG, I'm so sorry." <laughs> so do you want to text course, him back and see, and see like, hey, yeah, will, is you, he, will uh, you text him? I'll, I'll text go to him. the bathroom. You text him. Okay, well, I might, I might have to cha- change rooms too.
All right, and we're back. Uh, welcome back to Gringotts. We got your gold. We got your goblins. We're out here in 2021. <laughs> AJ's computer had an unexpected update, but now he's back with the latest and greatest operating system. What are your first impressions, AJ? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, it's a big thumbs up. It's a big thumbs up. It's a big thumbs down, actually, because <laughs> technology took me away from my friends. And... Oh, is it you know, you could also say it's bringing us together, though. Damn, that is heavy. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're more connected than ever, but we're also more farther apart. I'm gonna take a. I have to take a breather. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. That's a little too deep, <laughs> dude. Hey, man, it's okay. Uh, we'll just like you guys trying to do a temporal pincer movement after this. Tempura shrimp. No, <laughs> I was thinking we could go for like a quick temporal pincer movement. Oh yeah, tempura um, roll. Cloud Nine is open until three. Mike no, and oh, I miss Cloud Nine. <laughs> you guys, I, could get yeah. Here. I, I Google Photos showed me a picture of the eating there with uh, with you, Will, from like four years ago. Mm. It's good. Um, okay, so uh, we did. Also, the Google says Will and WJ and Michael. So I keep putting AJ's Will's films on AJ's list because there's a W, but. I think Will's number two was never rarely, sometimes always, correct? Correct. So that brings us to AJ's number three. No, no. my number two. His was, oh, what was um, Social Dilemma. Oh, social social dilemma. dilemma, sorry. Social Dilemma, forgot to put it in the doc. Dilemma? Dilemma. All right, AJ, what's your number two? So this... <sighs> The look on your face tells me that's going to be a bad movie. It, no, I feel excited. like I feel like it is a bad movie. Uh, that's okay if you like it. You like it. Don't yeah, social like, dilemma, like man. Yeah. Don't worry about Spit us. Spit it out. I heard it. I heard about it second hand from my uh, my good friend Ian Oliver Malott, and he actually is another guy like Will who watches maybe one to two movies a day. Uh, not necessarily new movies, but he's a he's a movie guy. He recommended this to me. It's called The Platform. Did you guys watch it? Mm -mm. No, but I know what you're talking about. It was super weird. It was super foreign. Um, like no English, no actors that I recognized. And it didn't look like... I mean, I guess it had to be large budget to some extent, but it looked like one of those weird movies that... You're like, how the hell am I watching this? This was never advertised to me, but it came out this year. Um, and it was just a good plot. It was just a good... Uh, Explain it to us. Dilemma. So I'm putting it on the list. You, uh, instead of jail in this society, and I could be getting this wrong because I watched it months and months ago, but uh, instead of jail, in this society, you get relegated to this weird uh, tower where every morning you wake up on a different level. And if you wake up on level one, there's this platform that comes down with a bunch of food on it, and that's your food for the day. And you get like 15 minutes to scarf down as much food on that platform as you can until it goes to level two. And then the people on God. level two get to eat your leftovers. And then the people on level three get to eat their leftovers and then the platform keeps lowering every like half hour or so once a day until it gets to like level 600 where you might starve um and 
yeah, it's it's just like one of those That's just wild. like really good stories where it's like, yo, guys, what if you know? Would you rather, <laughs> you know, make it or break it? She's a platform with food on her, sort of thing. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, oh, sorry, I, I take that back. That I, I'm so. I don't know. It was good. Watch it. It's it'll take you again. It's like a ninety minute movie. Um, foreign director, foreign actors, and it was just you're kind of wondering how it's gonna end, and then it ends, and you're like, huh, I feel a little smart after watching this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna put it at the top of the watch list, bumping down Sonic. Sorry, Will. Dude, That's this fair. this whole <laughs> episode has been just me making a big giant watch list. That's fine. I've got like eleven I mean, movies I have to watch. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I get excited about, and I'm, hopefully we share more at the end. Like I seriously, I love so, so many movies I've watched in the last two years just because Will told me to watch them, and are now like some of my favorites. Okay, since also now we're at number two, I feel like this is a good time. To, no, I should list my runners-up. The poop, up the poop most... goes back in... You're talking about number two? No, no, you no. You bring it back to Tenet? The poop ah. goes back into the butthole in the reverse. It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, which is you know something I've experienced personally firsthand. <laughs> um, but I will save my honorable mentions and my least favorite movies for when I do Yeah, my we'll do that one. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You're up, Mark! Uh, my number two is Palm Springs. Yeah! So... We're back to Will for the number ones. Yeah, let's hit let's hit honorable mentions and and worst. Ooh, before we do oh, one. Okay, okay, I like that. Okay, so honorable yeah. mentions for me, um, Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yep, that's that would have made my list if we cut the gentleman. Mm. I liked The Devil All the Time. Uh, I didn't love a it, but I, I thought much, it was good. A, a little um, too much Devil for me. Yeah, it was a little too... They tried too hard. That's what it felt like. Uh, I really liked Happiest Season. It was just really easy to watch. Yes. I've got um, that at 16. Hashtag Alive came out on Netflix. Oh, the, the Korean oh, zombie movie. The zombie one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I watched also the sequel to Train to Busan came oh, out Oh, I wanted year. to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Peninsula. Uh, the Peninsula, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was uh, not as good as Train to Busan, but... Yeah, not it's a great movie. offensive. Um, but I I should watch it live. Okay, that's been on the that was one where I was considering watching it actually before this. Good to know you liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Um, and then uh, Wolf Walkers. Uh, oh, I've heard so many good things. It looks Irish cool. animated movie. Really, it's on uh, Apple TV. Really well done. A great animating style. I really like it when animated movies do something different. Um, that's not just like the classic Pixar that everyone does or DreamWorks. Sure. Uh, something like Kubo and the Two Strings is one of my favorite animated oh, movies yeah. of all time. Uh, but yeah, Wolf Walkers is really, really good. Uh, and then my five, my bottom five, uh, number from, I guess, yeah, the last one I say is the worst movie of the year. Um, <laughs> I watched this movie <laughs> called Love Guaranteed. That was awful. Uh, it was on Netflix. It was, I just need a palate cleanser. Uh, nice. Anola Holmes, I thought was trash because it should have been so much it. better with the cast that they had. It was stupid. Yeah. Uh, Hillbilly Elegy, same thing. Wait, it, I heard good things about that. No, trash. It's on my list. Oh. Okay. Uh, great actors. There's some really good scenes in it, but like the plot 
is it, it's broken. It doesn't, I don't know. It's just not great. I didn't even read the book. And that's what, if people who read the book were like, that movie is awful. Then I watched the movie. I was like, yep, nope. It's pretty bad. Uh, Project Power. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I love. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. It's pretty dumb. And then worst movie of the year, Mulan. Trash. Oh, whoa. Well, I mean, I- I've got I, I didn't see it. I, I heard a lot of people excited and then unexcited about it. Yeah, I was in that camp. I wouldn't call it trash, but I, I have 46 2020 movies ranked, and I ranked that one 41st. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's my, that's my okay, honorable just... mentions and my worst. AJ, what you got? Uh, for honorable mentions and worst, so there's a, just a couple of notes I want to notate. Um. So Carolyn watched a movie this year that came out last year, Klaus. Oh, the Christmas animated one. Yeah, I like no, Klaus. So I, she said it was I, really good. Yeah, everybody it's loves very it. Good. I, I pitched Christmas movies to my mom this year, and we ended up watching Happiest Season. And um, we watched Happiest Season and Tenet, <laughs> were the two Christmas movies we watched. <laughs> so my one of my favorite documentaries that I watched this year was was Once Were Brothers. And it was uh, filmed by Scorsese, and it's a documentary about the band. The band, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really good, the but it's also it's, yeah. Mm. So it's really good, but it's also exclusively from the perspective of Robbie Robertson. So take that in mind when you watch it, if you're a the band fan. Uh, but that was really good. That was just a good old, good old story about a band. Uh, my biggest letdown was Borat. Although I appreciate that Sasha Baron Cohen is a genius and that he accomplished yeah. some very viral mm-hmm. clips with this latest iteration of Borat, I was hoping for something more than I was given, but it was still good. I don't know. It was it was still awesome because hmm. Sasha is cool, but uh, I was hoping that Borat would be a little different. And then my incredibly bad was Hillbilly Elegy because. Yeah. I had such an enjoyable time listening to the audiobook. And there's a but this guy's getting a bunch of flack. He's getting a bunch of flack for being a rich dude and he's getting a bunch of flack for for like his view on people in poverty and whatever. That's fine. I love all those opinions. But the story of his life as told through the audiobook was awesome and everybody should at least listen to it and listen to that story and if you want to hate him afterwards go for it but uh the the movie (laughs) the movie was dumb the movie was so dumb 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 the movie was bad 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 okay maybe i won't watch now i feel like i still have to watch you should should definitely watch it and but you should also listen to it or or read it you can also read it So it doesn't exist about... on paper. It's just audio. It you can't you can't <laughs> buy it or read it. It's uh, it's not in can't you know higher level languages. Okay. Uh, comparing it to a book, did you guys? Um, that just made me think of. Did you guys watch? I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. No. So oh, fuck. Like I I have that now like smack in the middle, but it would have been in my bottom like while watching it like. I don't know. I, I maybe everybody knew the things or was better at putting it together. I had suspicions about what it all meant, but is this a was, good movie or a bad movie? Like, I don't know. I think it's good <laughs> and beautiful now that I've watched a fifteen minute YouTube video, but like 
you you gotta like they should have included that as, as in the previews or something because when you give me something like tenet i might still need a 15 minute youtube video after but it's amazing while i'm watching it and this was definitely one where i kept checking my phone like i was like intrigued and ready for the payoff and then like there's 10 minutes left and i'm like the payoff hasn't come it's not gonna be explained so it's just nonsense that's kind of it's like a middle of the road twilight zone episode for three hours uh but it does feel or sound really awesome when i like read what people think it means and piece stuff together but not so, knowing that it was i'm glad you brought that up the the actress in that jesse buckley is I thought she, uh, performances were great she is the latest season of fargo she's in it and she's easily the best character in it and she's also in this movie called Wild Rose that I really like. She's an incredible Wild actress. That sounds familiar. Wild You'd Rose. like Wild okay. Rose, Mike. It's about a um, a girl from Glasgow who wants to be a country you know, star. It's very great. It's great Glasgow singing. Girls. Okay. Um, it's awesome. Either way, Jesse Buckley. Is she a good face actor? Oh, great. A good face actor? <laughs> Michael's yeah, favorite yeah, <laughs> a lot of callbacks here. This is the I was nostalgic for List Wars and Will and I's dumb jokes. Um, but okay, so sorry. My honorable mentions. Uh, the the next ones were Trial of the Chicago Seven, um, which honestly, Mangrove would be up here. That's the the what's his name? Um, that's the small axe short like yeah. film version of that. But because I watched Trial of the Chicago Seven. Like first, I probably liked it more, and it's just w written almost to the point where it's unbelievable how like well their conversations fit together. But I was yeah. buying into that style of writing in Charles Chicago Seven, Sound of Metal, Riz Ahmed, AJ. I hope you watched this one, like, or both of you. Did you guys watch this? What one? Mm -hmm. What it was? What Sound it was? of Metal on Amazon. Oh, I just dude, like I looked at it today. It's the first time I saw that movie when I was just like looking at lists of 2020 movies that I didn't see, and that one looked so good i don't know how i missed it that's okay uh but that is performance of the year for me it just the story wasn't like quite as interesting as the other things but empathy out the roof uncle frank taylor swift documentary miss americana another round with mads mickelson is such a interesting movie i liked it uh really first cow it. what's it about so uh, no, yeah, it's about ahead, alcoholism <laughs> but awesome. like it's such a seeing different perspectives of it. so really it's about the I forget the hypothesis, but some big name guy had a hypothesis that the human um, blood alcohol content level is like 0.3, like too low or 0.03. I, I don't know what the scale is there. So they try to do an experiment where they go like days, weeks, months operating at a constant blood alcohol content and see if it improves their lives. And yeah. That's so awesome. I, Lover's Rock is just a house party like in uh the uh, a black british house party and it, it it vibes i loved eurovision i loved happiest season king of staten island bad education and soul is where i get to kind of like the middle stuff i saw i saw king of staten island this year and i thought it was okay why didn't i like that better i feel like i should have loved that movie uh yeah i mean i think it's like hot high high middle for me if that makes sense i got it 17 out of 46 I love all those actors in it too. Uh, yeah, Kajillionaire I got at twenty was a weird, fun one. Um, but yeah, that's that's. I'll send you my list after we talk about our number ones. I'll post it in the Discord chat and you can look at them all. Oh, the bottom five. Tell me if you've heard of any of these movies. You've probably heard of them, but 
Antebellum, The Hunt, Guns Akimbo, Becky, and Desperados. Those are my bottom five. <laughs> I watched Desperados. I wanted Desperados to be really good. <laughs> right? Winnie the Bish. It's got the new Winnie girl. Winnie the Bish. Um, also, did you guys watch Promising Young Woman when Schmidt shows up? Spoiler. Wait, what? Promising oh, I Young haven't. Woman? I haven't watched it yet. I want to, though. Okay, there's Schmidt's in that, but... Uh, yeah, I have some thoughts on that one that I, I think I like it less than people, but I don't think it's, I think it's worth a watch. Okay. Uh, we down to number one yep. for Will? It's me. And it's, it's interesting cause we've already talked about it, but my number one movie of the year is Sound of Metal. Oh, I'm so sorry for stealing all your no, it's thunder. Okay, I didn't have faith. Ba, ba, da, so happy, I feel like in time it could be mine. Keep going. I just saw it. Okay, so um, Sound of Metal, if you haven't seen it, AJ, you haven't, but it's about a drummer in a metal band, and the band is just him and his girlfriend, and he uh, is losing his hearing and going deaf. Uh, He's also a recovering addict uh, of like heroin and everything, and so is his girlfriend, uh, Olivia Cook, who's a great actress. I think Olivia Cook makes me sad because she was not great in Ready Player One. And I think that's what everyone knows her from. Like she was okay in I it. I didn't even know that. Was and, but she's like an incredible actress. Um, so yeah, it's about a guy. And then he gets checked into a rehab facility for addicts who are also deaf. What? Um, and so he like has to learn sign language. It's about him like dealing with his addiction and trying to become uh, trying like losing his hearing and, and coming to grips with that. I don't know. It was it's just so this, little, this so movie much. looks badass. Yeah, it's the 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 music scenes are really interesting in it. Uh, Riz Ahmed is so handsome. He's so handsome. Yeah, um, he's so good in this movie. He's so good in this movie. Hey, when I uh, when I die, will you guys tell people that I looked like Riz Ahmed? Yeah, <laughs> like just like him. Like um, I, I looked just like him. Is what we'll you'll get say. a deep fake for your casket. Thank okay, you. Okay, so Thank I you, will. Man. This doesn't really root. I, I know you the, will. I, I Michael. I Michael. P A J. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go on, Will. So, uh, I. <laughs> I, I won't ruin the ending, but I loved the ending. Oh, yeah. I lo- absolutely love the ending. Um, and so I'll, I'll read you my synopsis of, of just the movie in general, how it made me feel. Um, uh, I said it was raw. It hurt a lot. I loved the ending. The line, you saved me. and said, no, we saved mm. each other. Uh, there is something really beautiful about that, and wow. there's something beautiful about relationships that burn really, really bright but don't last. Uh, and mm. even extrapolating on that, I think that so whatever. I'll just keep reading. I was gonna dive into that more, but no, I said dude, the real tragedy is off. trying to hold on to something or someone that doesn't make sense. Uh, we're we are in each other's lives to grow each other and to create something new. When that thing dissipates. You don't need to try and grasp at the ghost of what was, but enjoy what was created. Yeah, Michael, Will needs to start a critic review <laughs> medium. Yeah, Butch Credenza. 
No. Well, well there is the, there's the medium for this, and it's, it's letterboxed, and we need to start using it more. I, I have my, like, rankings of lists there, um, but I want to start using it as the di the diary that most people do. It just seems a little daunting. So, Will, 2021, we should get really into logging stuff on letterboxed. I'll do it. What's letterboxed? It's the site that you've been describing. And it's oh. Great. Um, yeah. Everything good, I feel like to say, I know I, I've said it already, but I really feel like it comes back to Riz Ahmed. Like, because mm -hmm. he's in, like, the camera's just on him for two hours or whatever. And, Basically, yeah. like, so often he's not talking. And I, I don't know. Like, it's just so convincing that he's a real human being. It's such a good performance. And it's it's so good because he's fighting it and he's he's reacting the way that we would all react in that scenario too. Yeah, like going deaf, yeah. like when he when he leaves the rehab facility, uh, the guy who who owns or runs the rehab facility, he I thought he oh, was awesome. He was so awesome in that last scene at that table. Uh, oh, like man, it's just I gotta watch this movie. It's a very unique movie. You know, it's so, it's mostly sign language. Well, yeah, it's it's mostly sign language for a lot of it and. Um, oh, that sounds too hard. That's what I'm talking about, this idea of being completely original and then also being a close-to-perfect movie. Yes, where it's like, but see, the difference is Christopher Nolan crashed a plane <laughs> full of gold bars into an airport and it blew up, Will. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like the, that, how, many, how many airplanes blew up in Sound of Metal? Well, a lot of them did. Your they drums. just cut them. They, did, they didn't make the oh. final cut. <laughs> How many temporal pincers were in Sound of Metal? <laughs> oh my, tempura, shrimp tempura. I just, I just that's I love everything you said. I just want to leave it at. We live in a twilight world. God damn it! All right, AJ, you're up. Number one. <laughs> Number one for me. Bop ba da bee bop bop bop. So it's a uh, you're gonna be let down because it was a documentary. But it uh it it is uh Zappa. The latest. Oh, I wanted to watch that. I wanted to watch the Frank Zappa documentary. The latest documentary Dude, about Frank Zappa, that. and it's just an excellent. It's an excellent. Uh, it's not a story. You know, whatever. It is a story, I suppose, but it's just like a snapshot of this human being's life. And number one, he's just like one of those. He just Frank Zappa really was like a a recycled genius soul. You know what I'm saying? Like Shakespeare and all those dudes and Einstein and then like Zappa. And then, uh, you know, I don't know who was going to be the next one in that line. But it was him as an artist, him as a person. And it was all angles, you know, from his wives to his music fellow musicians and his critics and all that stuff. Um I don't know, man. He was just like this crazy artist who did whatever he wanted, and he cared so much about his... He always said, I just want to make the music that I want to make. I want to record it so that I have a recording of it. If people, if other people also want to listen to it, that's great, but that's not what I'm here to do. And so, and I mean, he was a maniac, and he was egotistical, but he was also genius, and he was also great, and he was also bad, and he was... I don't know. It's just a great documentary. I also I think that Frank Zappa is such an underrated musician that like no one knows about. I think a lot of people know him from obviously like our parents' generation or something like that. And my dad loved Frank Zappa, so I would always listen to Frank Zappa growing up. Um, so did Mr. Herman's. 
he, he was he, he's so incredible. He was also saying and commenting on society very relative shit way before yeah. anybody else. Like in the sixties, he was uh very, very young, but you know, he was champ championing um, you know, women and people of color and and uh, calling out sexism by, you know, white frat bros way before anybody else was doing it. And hmm. uh, the dude was cool. But he was also quoted as saying, uh, yeah, this is me on the road. Uh, I sleep with other women other than my wife. And uh, that's just the way that it is. Like, you know, so <laughs> he, he has all these, like, ethical hills he'll die on. But then he also has all these flaws that are so just glaring it's just amazing to see how he operates and didn't he, he want get... to be a hologram before anybody was a hologram something like that they're trying to make him a hologram now like tupac he also didn't like so many guitarists and artists that day just got wrapped up in like heroin and cocaine yeah he and didn't like, know that just drugs. wasn't him but he also did name his son dweezel so and his daughter <laughs> he named he named her moon unit oh my <laughs> Moon unit. That's what they called me. Dude, in high Dweezil Zappa is a freaking boss guitarist. Really? Dude. All right. He's so good. AJ, look him up. All right. I'm intrigued because I always, I never go, oh, sorry. I was gonna say he he's like he will do he tours. Like he played at the Taft. I think my dad went and saw him. That's huh. awesome. He's a lot more handsome than his dad. Uh, I've never thought much like good or bad of, of the music, but the things I'm most interested in are all the funny or just interesting tidbits I hear about Frank Zappa. So I will also put this one on the watch list. Hell yeah. All right. Mike, yeah. what's your number and, one? Oh, oh, sorry. Since I was thinking just movies, I didn't call out documentaries. AJ, I, I like Boyd State, which I think is on Apple TV. It's so interesting. Um, and then there's one that I really want to watch on the watch list called The Collective. It's like uh, I think it's Polish or no, nah, it's some some European country documentary and the painter and the thief. Those are the two documentaries at the top of my watch list. I don't know if you've heard of those. Painter and the thief. Uh, yeah, it's a story about an artist who like their million dollar painting gets stolen and then they become best friends with the guy who stole it. That hmm. sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my number one is Onward. I knew it was gonna be Onward. We talked about it. That's not a bad thing. I'm I'm excited that it's onward. I know I know yeah, why so, it's onward. So yeah, I I expected like a middle of the run Pixar. I didn't know what this one was about strictly, but I feel like I had heard that there wasn't much hype around it. Um, and then it was like it still is the most I've cried at a movie in a in a long time. No way. Uh, yeah, did you see it, AJ? No, but I I had the same. I did I did what you would have done. I looked at it and I was like, oh, this looks like a a weird Pixar filler movie to get. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, it's getting that vibe. But like a lot of things that stand out to Michael Moran personally, like I have a dad who died of cancer. Uh, I have an older brother who's very different from me. I love Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. I love like a fantasy setting and D and D. And I mean the the top the family stuff's probably the those the clearly the biggest bullet points. Um and like the the ending and wrap up with that is what got me the most, but uh like it's still quality Pixar and mm -hmm. funny and 
It's maybe not swinging as deep into the existential plane as Soul did, but I think it's I think it's a solid story that's funny enough with actors that I really liked. But like from the get go, just the the kid talking about his like you know finally fitting into his dad's clothes and stuff is great. Uh, the the bond of the brothers mm-hmm. is hilarious. I really the first like honest like false or faux tear up moment is uh chris pratt sacrificing his van that i forget the name of it um but that that moment in itself is incredible you saw it right will yeah i did yeah so what's the who's yeah, the voice yeah. actors in it oh chris pratt and tom holland tom and there's some holland. other people i bring this love tom but yeah it's, you know it's a couple of mcu bros and then spoilers for the end sorry aj you have to get through like that's what really got me because i you, you see this predictable arc where there's closure where they get this final moment with their dad the goofy thing is their dad is only legs for the entirety of the movie because they're trying to resurrect mm-hmm. him for one day and they the process stops after only his legs are resurrected so that's like the funny sidekick character that's in every pixar movie is is the dad's legs which sounds like nightmare fuel but it's it's cute and uh where it takes the turn i don't get that final goodbye closure moment it ended up being something so different with the brother the main character Tom Holland sacrificing the things he wants, the thing he wants most, seeing his dad again, like something I, Michael Moran, would murder people to to get, like, and he lets his brother do it, and it's coupled also with this brutal, beautiful realization that oh, he did kind of have a father figure his whole life that was his brother, and uh, yeah, it's it's like that those one two emotional punctures of thanking his brother and like saying no, you go see your dad, and like. I don't know. It just, it got me. And that's all part of like a classic Pixar ending where cool stuff's happening and it's, and it's funny and we get to see like the, the traditional conflicts resolved and you're like fight, mm-hmm. fight a dragon or something. Cause it's fantasy. Good Lord. Who's in charge of making these like intricate, sad ass, emotional plots. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, who, you can say that especially about soul. <laughs> who thinks of this stuff? Yeah. This is insane. It's yeah, I I really liked Onward. Again, early like I think four of my list now are like things that actually came out pre-pandemic in theaters. I guess Tenet mm-hmm. didn't, but still came out in theaters. I mean, and now was a big blockbuster. Now I feel like I could just think about what Onward could be about and start crying. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it very it good. definitely got me. I like, well, and I told I told my mom about it. I told her she'd cry. She mm-hmm. didn't, we didn't she didn't want to watch it. I don't think she knows actually what it's about. I just told her that it was the most I cried in a while. But my mom uh, does that too. To where it. I'm like, hey, you should watch this movie. It's really great. She's like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> you get to a certain age and you're just like, I can't feel those things. <laughs> yeah. I hope I don't. I hope that doesn't happen. It's to me. so frustrating too because I'm just like, no, watch it. I still like the. The story of your mom catching the last 15 minutes of Lord of the Rings and crying mm-hmm. because <laughs> I just know it's sad. Yeah, she could tell it was sad. Yeah, I had this really funny conversation um, with someone I work with, and it was I was talking about some albums that I really like, and I was bringing up this album that this uh, this guy slash band. Uh, have you have you guys ever heard of Mount Erie? No. Mm-mm. So this guy, it's it's very acoustic. It's very whatever. Um, this guy wrote an album. Uh, I know you're and, saying that as like a actually meaning whatever, but I could see like a subculture of music snobs where like that adjective means something. Yeah. Like, oh, it's very whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy 
he has a daughter and she's born, but his wife died during birth and he wrote a concept album about it like three months afterwards in like a cabin raising his daughter. And it is the most emotional thing I've ever fucking listened to. Sounds like bad news. It's so good. It's so good. But then I was telling someone at work about it and they're like, why would you fucking listen to that? (laughs) Why would you put yourself through that? I'm like, I don't know. Those things that, that what, if you want to call it art, film, music, whatever, the things that people like die for and like bleed for and hurt. And you could, you could make the argument that something like onward, Mike, if you knew the, the emotional toll it would take on you, you might've hesitated, but the fact that you watched it is a good thing. And I know that you would yeah, say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, it's all about going to that space. Yeah. And I think it was why you dropped off, AJ, we, as we were wrapping up Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, talking about how there's catharsis, like catharsisism on, on both sides of that spectrum of I want to forget mm-hmm. and be happy or I want to remember and be sad. I, I could use a cry right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. So my, so my thought is... It. My thought is this. I don't think it makes sense to make a master list. Ever or just now? (laughs) No, just right now. I don't... With this list of movies, they're so different. There's almost zero overlap. And I I don't know. That's my personal opinion. Is I say we just read through our lists again. And I I like this episode as a recommending movies to people rather than us trying to be like, "Well, I haven't seen Zappa, but it sounds good." No, that's a good that's a good point because also in a podcast about top 5 movies would be the painfully obvious like list to make. So mm. we we can we can be like Yeah, it's not yeah, it's not like we're arguing about hand gestures where the public needs to know. Correct. The definitive list. Here they're more interested in hearing recommendations. Okay, so so we'll do We'll do tenant number one, and the rest is just the recommendations of all our lists. <laughs> Does that all work? Right. I'll read. Oh, I'll read through mine here. first. So, and I'm gonna uh, post you guys. If you click that link, you can see all the ones I, I saw and ranked. Um, but go for it. All right. So my list was Sylvie's Love, Palm Springs, Uncle Frank, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, and then Sound of Metal. My turn. Mm-hmm. Uncle Frank, Scare Me, Social Dilemma, The Platform, and Zappa. And uh, your master list for 2020 <laughs> movies. We've got Tenet at number five, number four, The Gentleman, number three, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, number two, Palm Springs. Uh, Hamilton would be right here, but I skipped it. And number one, Onward. All right, and uh, that's that's a podcast. I figured it, it would be a no game night because we have lots of movies to talk about and stuff. Any any other uh, awards you guys want to give out? Um, I would say that. Oh yeah the 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 movie I checked my phone the most during. Ooh, this um, is a good one. Wonder Woman eighty four. Okay, I've heard that. I've heard that from a lot of people, and it's very long. 
wasn't, I, that it wasn't probably would like have the, been wasn't the worst movie of the year but i at one point played a game on my phone or two game <laughs> two rounds of a game on my phone realized i was doing it thought oh i should rewind and then said nah i'm good <laughs> i get like you. i didn't i didn't uh, need to catch the six minutes that i missed um i uh i know exactly what you mean what would that movie be for you, AJ? Um, I don't know. I, I, I never. I didn't see it, but I was <laughs> so offended that anybody would try to make a movie like Call of the Wild. Oh, with Harrison Ford and the CGI dog. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I remember. I don't. I don't know. I don't know when the first time I saw that. Uh saw that trailer was but I, it was, I saw i was seeing little women with our ex-girlfriend natalie and we got out and she said she wanted to see it and i it's like i don't think i do i don't think i do uh i saw i watched oh never mind dude the a <laughs> remake a remake of the grudge <laughs> came out it. this year dude a lot of weird stuff came out this year uh one i had high hopes for faith-based was like these guys that realize uh they're looking for like get rich quick stuff and they realize that Christian movies like uh churches will fund and and these Christian companies will fund will like pay ton- top dollar for anything that just like mentions uh faith and like has a cheesy plot and they try to make one and it's two characters that I think are really funny but I think the promise didn't didn't deliver by the, the end of the movie I ranked it 22nd but my phone check movie would have been Wonder Woman if not for I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which I watched pretty recently. And maybe because it just felt so much longer because less happens oh than God. in Wonder Woman. Dude, I watched that on a pl- I watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things on a plane, and it messed with my dome. It was... Right? Okay, so do you, do you know... What's your interpretation of it right now? I don't have one. I literally got off the plane and was like, I can't think about that movie again. I've given it okay. zero thought since then. Can uh, I talk about it? I got, yeah, you can it. talk about it, please. I would like you to talk about it. I just like, so, cause I thought, you know, obviously you find out pretty quickly, like, oh, the, the actor who plays Todd in Breaking Bad, like is really this janitor. Um, and I, I don't know. I thought it was about the, the relationship. And then I was like, oh, as you start to see some stuff at the end, I thought there could be some suicidal stuff in it. But the popular stuff that I have seen is that, um, the story is told from the girl's perspective, but really it's all about the guy and he is thinking about ending his life. He is that janitor who's mm-hmm. depressed and sees all the kids come and go at the school. And so he is just going through all the different parts of his life. So he sees his family, his parents that he lived with his entire life at different mm-hmm. stages as they die and are young and are old. And he imagines the girlfriends he could have had. He imagines what the kids at the school think of him that he sees at that like ice cream shop. And yeah. he like builds this fake relationship with a girl. And at the end he decides to kill himself. And that's the, truck that we see in the parking lot he never he never makes it out of there yeah Hmm. which when you watch under that and like i don't know i've seen some breakdowns of like the different screenshots of all the media and clues and that song in the final performance all these musical references that i didn't get while watching and it seems pretty awesome but i just i didn't get any of that so i can't like i had such a poor experience watching it yeah i have one thing to say yep uh the the best bad movie that i watched this year was Ooh. with carolyn it was coffee and kareem 
<laughs> I've never heard of that. Uh, With uh, Ed Helms. Yes. And uh, it it was bad and mostly not funny, but there was a few moments where it was hilarious. And the same thing can be said for Adam Sandler's Halloween movie that came out this Happy year. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And... Uh, it's something else. I'm obviously. That's how I felt it. about Eurovision, where I really enjoyed it. But I was yes, like, this that, isn't a good movie. That, like, for a while there, that was on the cuts of my top five till I watched some of these streaming, uh, like, indie flicks at the end of the year. But dumbest movie that I loved, Eurovision for sure. All right. That's a good, that's a good little awards session. You guys, if you're watching Will Ferrell, you, your stuff is in the mail, your trophy. Um, did you guys watch Bill and Ted? I didn't. No. Fun enough. It was like twenty dollars for so long, and then when it went down to like you could rent it for four dollars, I was like, meh. I want to watch it. I want right. a wow chat. Um, cool. I I guess that's it. Any other hot takes? Oh, uh, one more award for the proudest boy goes to AJ Yorio. Nope, nope. Proud boy, proud boy, no, 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 proud no. boy, proud boy. Humility proud man, boy. humility man. Dude, you want to talk about proud pride versus humility? You should watch Boy State, AJ. You're a documentary guy. You'd like it. Both of you would like it. Yeah. And this concludes the latest episode of Gringotts. Ooh, uh, Gring. <laughs> Gringot uh, Wars. Gringotts Wars. Gringotts Wars. Wars. We, I'm the goblin. I'm going to get you. Hey, man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AJ, you get to close this out you, because you were the most proud. All righty, here we go. From your most humble boy, we say, <laughs> we say good night to Will McKenzie, our reigning champion. We also say good night to Michael Moran, our Lord and our Savior. <laughs> good night. I see you. That's the end. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, Will will talk about Attack on Titan. When you you watching the video with your family makes me so happy. I'm gonna think about that as I go to bed tonight. And yeah, dude. Uh, hopefully, wake my up mom. In a well, I was like, oh, I told my mom. So my sister watched it, obviously, like apart because I was gonna tell my sister to watch it, and then you texted me like an hour <laughs> before I was gonna tell my sister to watch it. Sure. Um, and and then I, like my sister and I were talking about it, and. My mom brought it up on Christmas Day and was like, oh, that sounds like something I'd like to watch. And <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, like you guys can watch it whenever you want. She's like, no, I want to watch it now. And so I like put it on the TV. And then my she dad, like it's it starting. My, my dad, yeah, my dad was on his phone. And my mom goes, Rodney, Michael's on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so <laughs> very funny. Rodney. Yeah, uh, cause like Rodney, I was, I was <laughs> put the phone away. I'm happy that it's.